on the party so it just starts yeah. oops, 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 oops. <laughs> welcome to the dragon party i'm your host brett brandis for this movement joining me it's gonna be my co-host at this party it's eric tell him your name my name is eric just like you said <laughs> this is uh but we're very excited for this time because uh we're gonna talk about this new set that came out not a normal set but this is huge for Commander, which is this the format is we wild, play. isn't it weird? I mean, how many sets have we just finished a set review? Yeah, <laughs> they, literally they... because we couldn't get through it, so we're <laughs> going to try and do something different this time. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you sat through the set reviews, thank you. But you know, a little bit <laughs> yeah, we get it. Um, we don't really have an idea of how we want to conduct these yet, so we're going to try some different formats. We're just trying uh, and see how they go. Uh, before we get into those, uh, you know, we still got to do do our classic setup, though. So we're at the party again. Let's just take it slow. Let's take it slow for now. What's you slow. drinking at this one? So this, I think, is the first time where I'm not drinking a beer. <gasps> Shocking. So I'm drinking no, a, a drink of, uh, this is not going to be a, like, new style or anything, but it's, it's something that I made up. Uh, it's basically like a, a coffee liquor drink. So there is uh, two parts, some sort of whiskey, uh, two parts, this cold brew Jägermeister, and okay. one part Kahlua, and then uh, five parts, so equal parts, so half of the drink is just cold brew coffee. Any, did you say, what whiskey did you say is in there? Is it Jameson? I heard Jäger, I heard Kahlua. Any, any whiskey you have on hand. Okay, I, okay. I have a I have a rye whiskey that I'm drinking. Okay, because I, I feel like I've tried to drink like that with specifically like I was looking into Jameson, like the Irish whiskey drinks, and yeah. they recommend putting that with with some coffee. You know, there is a coffee, a but. cold uh, brew like Jameson type. There is like a something like that going. Yeah. On. Okay. That's how is it? Oh, no, 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 not not cold brew. Sorry. A like uh, is, is it something like a draft something cask? castmates or something oh yeah castmates. i have those i have yeah actually yes and that's what i tried to use to make this yeah so how was yours because mine ended up being not what i wanted <laughs> i i really like this so the this the rye whiskey i bought I, I just you know tried it out and it's kind of funny because i really like the taste of it and the aftertaste but i hate the smell the smell is just <laughs> awful it smells like, like gasoline. grassy right <laughs> yeah i just like oh man but i drink it. i'm like well it's oh, fine yeah so i put why the smell Put it in a mystery. Yeah. All right. Today I got a classic, the magic hat number nine. I am now that you mentioned that, I am very disappointed in us that we haven't had that beer on the podcast. Well, but I've had it planned for so long. The the thing was, I kept finding like you know new and exciting ones off the shelf. This was always like in my back pocket. I was like, I I'm gonna pull out the magic hat number nine. I instantly went in the store and I was like. There's one I know of that has magic in the name. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is a beer I've known about for a long time. It's a good uh, beer. Magic Hat number nine. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, did you know it's from Rochester? I, yeah, it's brewed there. Okay. Um, the not, Genesee okay. Brewing Company, which, the Rochester is where I'm from. I live in Dallas right now. <laughs> so they had a Genesee Brewing Company in Rochester does a whole bunch of beers. And you don't, you, you would never know that, like, oh, yeah, this <laughs> half the stuff you have is from yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Because I did not know that. I knew it was from New York, but I didn't, like, it, to me, what that wasn't like. You Rochester. know, and that beer actually could be from Rochester, but yeah, I know the Genesee I Brewing Company, they, they do a lot of brewing. Like yeah, an Narragansett. I, th- I think this one is from Rochester, straight up. Okay. Yeah. Because I knew, I knew it was a New York. The first time I ever had this and heard about it was when I was up in my like New York home, and it, th- that's how I knew about this. Yeah, and that makes sense. Rochester is an amazing food and beer town. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to go up there, they have a, a lot of great food. It doesn't seem like if you just walk around the city, you're just like. Right. <laughs> where is it <laughs> where like where are you talking about but yeah they, like there's a bunch of we used to be called the flower city so this is where like a bunch of wheat and grains used to be uh used to be made on the Erie Canal. Uh, so yep so good local beer then for sure mm-hmm. all right with that out the way that's what we're having and enjoying we're not talking about my hometown for two hours <laughs> yeah this is a rochester podcast welcome buckle in <laughs> so here's our new format um of, of doing these set reviews, what we're going to do is because we there's more cards that we want to talk about, so we're not going to be able to get to them all today. So we're actually splitting it up over multiple podcasts, and we're going to talk about different cards at different times. The next podcast, we're going to reserve for like the actual commander card, like the commanders themselves. Now, they could pop up into today's podcast because we have three different categories. Our first one we're going to go into is the cards that we would call staples. In other words, they're the strongest cards out of the set we're just gonna pick five each i'm imagining we might only end up talking about two or well you know three cards because they might cross Mm -hmm. we'll probably talk about five or six cards but i imagine three of them are going to be both on both our lists as like guys these things are busted yeah i forgot i put the clock in here so that just went off. what time is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i heard that i was like oh, this for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah my grandfather he, he was moving so they gave away the grandfather clock and i was like i'll take it i mean i grew up yeah. with this thing. I lo- it's so cool to have it in here uh but it's gonna go off now so <laughs> i can't stop it <laughs> enjoy listening to the soothing sounds of a grandfather clock. grandfather clock <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, we have the categories, five strongest, so we'll go over those. Uh, then we're going to go to our five favorite. This is, you know, a total random category. This is just definitely just get out, like, here's what we're super excited about. It could be so random. It could be a starfish. Who knows? <laughs> it's not on whoa, my whoa, list. Whoa, whoa, way to bury it's the lead. It's not on my list, but I was excited to see the starfish. Um, then, then we're going to go into our underrated cards. Uh, that's probably the hardest category where there might be, but a bit of debate. Cause it's kind of weird to underrate cards, right? It, it has yeah. to do with a lot with our perception of like, this is, this goes hand in hand with when I was pulling out my black horses from the, uh, commander decks. And I was like, you know, I don't think people are eyeing up this card yet but i, I think it's going to be pretty strong and i'm still yeah. happy with my picks and these are probably cards that are going to be like 
it might take some work, but someone will play them. You're like, oh, wow. That really, that, like, oh, yeah, that thing did some work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Then, we'll just, then we'll just highlight some notable reprints from the set that you can get, get your hands on by uh, from buying the set. Does not mean that the prices of these cards will go down. Uh, we, we talked about it, I think, in our finance episode on how Wizards is definitely very smart now, where they will note the price of a mythic, or actually not a myth. They'll note the price of a card from Magic's past. It'll hit the $50, $80 mark, and they'll go, we'll reprint it. And then they reprint it at Mythic, and then the price doesn't go down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My- Mythic's, like, unless it's a standard set, and this is not a standard set. Modern Horizons nope. 2 is printed directly into Modern, Yep. Um, and it's super expensive. And, so expensive. And But, man, some of you, this is, I think, the most expensive set as far as uh, pre-order prices that I've ever seen. I, well, but it makes sense, too, because if you look at the pre-order prices of every card, you're getting, like, $50 a card right now for everything out of the set. <laughs> like, every pack is worth, like, $300 right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is crazy, because usually what these sets do is they'll be, like, this Chase Mythic, like Jason right. Mind Sculptor. That's there's only going to be, like, two of them, right? Or really yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> like, one Yeah, one or two of them. And then there'll be a bunch of good cards, but there's, like, eight of them. And then the price drops off dramatically. Significant, yeah, right. It's almost like an exponential curve in, uh, in a way you don't like it because they'll just be yeah. a lot of the values in the top 1% of these cards. Um, but, man, these ones, like, the top 20 cards are all worth $30. Yeah, they're all worth... It's crazy. It's nonsense. Now, they're all they're gonna mythics. Drop. So, yeah. So, a lot of these are going to drop because they're not... The, the greatest determiner of price in this set is if they're going to be good and modern. Um, right. Which has yeah. a very high bar. Absolutely. So, there's definitely going to be some cards that people are going to pre-order for $50 and they're going to be worth, like, ten dollars which is still not bad but not fifty dollars <laughs> <laughs> but don't buy them yet <laughs> yeah don't buy don't buy these cards um and also i just want to say this as far as modern horizons 2 even like sealed stuff i am i think i fall into the category of like a magic whale which is just like oh i i enjoy magic i now i'm in a fortunate enough position where i have a disposable income to spend on magic yeah i've talked to you and on the podcast about like doing these, um, like buying a lot of the secret layers just because yes, I think they're yeah. fun. I was going to say, like looking at these pre-order prices, I was going to say like, you know, I might just buy a box of this. Yeah. And then I look at the box price and it's like $250 or yes. just crazy amounts. For, for the is, regular box, for the for like base box. Base box. <laughs> This is too expensive. This is hit the point. <laughs> it priced you out. It priced it, you out, right? It priced me out. And even if like you show you show me a uh, expected value chart and say like, oh, by the yeah. way, you could expect three hundred fifty dollars of value in this two hundred fifty dollar box. One, those are those kind of expected value charts are only an opportunity cost measurement. So if you were to buy yep. all the cards, it would cost that much. That's not the same thing as the sell price. So that's not the same thing as if you brought the box of cards right. to your game store that's how much money you're gonna get that's not the same thing you're, you're probably not gonna end up with half of that amount right? if that, you exactly. try, if you tried to sell it which means that that box you mentioned you'd get less than what you paid for the box you get less than what you, <laughs> you paid lost for the box. money <laughs> yeah exactly so 
I think that's a very important thing to to kind of point out to everybody. But there is a, just a point where it just becomes like, you know, I could buy three boxes of just a regular set for yep. this. <laughs> and you're yep. just like, well, what am I doing here? Three boxes. For <laughs> boxes. <laughs> and, nuts. oh, man, it, it's just it's just gotten to a point where even, what is the price of a pack? It's like $12. Right. And and the, the problem with that uh, for sealed purposes is a lot... <sighs> A lot of the why you'd buy a sealed product like this is to you can get value added out of, on the front end, which is to do drafts, right? Which is something that I, I mean they they created a, a, a new genre, right? Because now you have set boosters and now you have collectors boosters. You can't do either. You can't draft those. <laughs> They're separate from draft boosters. I mean, I, I guess you could draft them, but you're I, not supposed to. I'd be willing. I'd be interested in like experimenting drafting with set boosters to see because you have three less cards, but you have more rares in them. So like, who, who knows? But yeah, still, that might be powerful. Your 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 point stands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're sp- right. You're supposed to do it out of the draft boosters and get value out of out of it that way. If you're not getting value out of it off that front end, which you know, if you think limited wise, you're paying like for this set. What are you paying I, for a normal set? You pay twenty dollars to ensure a, a limited draft. Oh, uh, you're probably for a set like this. It's probably twice that, right? It's probably forty. Yeah, it's probably I bet you it's forty. 40. I think, yeah. So you're getting forty dollars of value for every person that you draft with when you buy a box of this, and that adds up. That almost equals a box. Like by that, <laughs> you know, right. by that circumstance. So without that value add, it's like, boy, it's hard to tell me that buying a sealed product is going to be worth it. <laughs> yeah, just like walking up in Target or your game store and paying $12 for a single pack. You're just Ooh. like, and and also this is, this is in the context of, uh, I think Modern Horizons 1, the price for a pack was like $6, $7. It, it was like half of what Modern Horizons 2. Right, was. so it was double the, pa- the price of a normal pack that we're used to. So this is tripled the price of a normal pack. Yeah, and yeah. Modern Horizons One was filled with busted shit, much which more busted than this permeated whole set. <laughs> in Modern. So it's like if you pulled something in Modern Horizons One, the like the big card that broke back was Hogak, which is yeah. like banned in Modern after after it just like destroying the format with how good it was. I think it was the fastest banned card out of the set after it was printed. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Stands, yeah, because it was just like. Oh my god! It was just well, yeah. The it came so world. dumb. They called. They called it. Yeah, I forget what they called it. The Hogak something. Oh, but. Ho- yeah, Hogak summer. It's Hogak summer because it was just I. If um shoot, we were supposed to do like these stories right for Modern Horizons one. Oh, our draft experiences. Yes, from Modern Horizons one because I think if you are able and can afford a draft in Modern Horizons two. My experience at Modern Horizons one draft was so fun. I do you highly think recommend. this set's going to be the same though, or, or less think, fun or more? Fun I think it's going to be the same. Probably. The same I think it's going to be the same. Limited experience. Yeah, because we're okay. like we're only really going to talk about like the rares and mythics. Yes. But what made it fun was the commons and uncommons were so powerful, and you it felt That's like what's really interesting in a set like this, right? Yeah. Is if it always felt you were in the game. It always felt like you could make these huge swings and you just pull a card and it's uncommon. You're just like, oh my gosh, this is better than anything this guy's got on the board. <laughs> um, and you could just make these amazing synergistic plays, which were just fantastic. So what was your story then, if you want to get into it then? Yes, so I was playing in the uh, in a, uh, the GP in Fort Worth, which is where Modern Horizons once came out. 
Mm-hmm. And I was in a draft. Uh, I wasn't playing at the main event. And basically how the uh, the games were going out, this was game three. So the first game, I got kind of lucky because he just got mana screwed. Mm-hmm. Happens a lot in limited, unfortunately. <laughs> a lot. The yeah. second game, I found out that my opponent had Hogak, uh, <laughs> which if you don't know, Hogak is like a, it's it it's, has these two abilities, Convoke and Delve. Which means he can you can basically cast it for free if you have a, either a bunch of cards in your graveyard and some cards on the battlefield, um, and you can cast it from your graveyard, uh, and it's like an eight-eight trample. It's just this bomb, unlimited, <laughs> uh, and I got murdered by him. And <laughs> so this guy was my opponent was playing a like this green-black Hogak deck, and I was playing. Uh, so ninjas were a big thing in, in Modern Horizons yeah, one. So I was playing blue-black ninjas, and the situation was. So we we each had a bunch of like just creatures out. I was at two life and uh, my opponent was at like six or seven life. I forget exactly what was going on. And the big thing about this situation, which made it uh, precarious for me, is I had a card called uh, First Sphere Gargantua, which is a five four, uh, I think for six mana. And when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card and lose a life. It also has unearth for three mana, which unearth is a keyword that says you can play it from your graveyard and then it gains haste. And uh, after the end of turn, or if it leaves it, you exile it, I think. And he had a uh, changeling that can't block and can't be blocked. Okay. So, ba- and I was at two life. So, <laughs> if he, and we both had a bunch of creatures out. So, if he decided to attack, and I, I had like this card and a swamp in my hand, I think. Mm-hmm. So if he attacked me, I could have blocked and survived, but I would have been at one life, and then I wouldn't have been able to play this 5-4. <laughs> okay. Threw me a card. And I, so I knew that uh, my opponent had Hogak out. And my opponent also had this card called Mind Rake, which is target opponent discards two cards Yeah, for three mana. It also has Overload for yeah. one in the black. So for <laughs> so one less mana. Yeah. Exactly. So in my mind... I, I, you know how sometimes when you're you play game for long enough, this is this is how both of us are with magic. Sometimes like your third eye opens, <laughs> and you just see the matrix, and you're just like, this is how I could win. Basically, what happened was I was like, man, the only way I can win this is if <laughs> he plays mind rack for the overloaded cost, which yeah. would cause me because I had two cards in my hand, uh, which would cause me to discard my uh, first fear gargantua. Uh huh. Which is the only way I was able to play this card because I didn't have six <laughs> mana, I didn't, or I didn't have enough mana to play it. Yeah. Uh, and so I could play it from my graveyard. And he has to ta- not attack me. So I was like, "Oh, how is he going to do that?" Well, what if he discards his Hogak and plays it I from the graveyard, uh, tapping down, his, <laughs> tapping down all of his board <laughs> or all like most of his board, and I was like, "This is the only way I can win." And as soon as I finished that thought, he's like, "All right." Two mana, mind rank. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, good, good, yeah, good move, good move. Because I also had, um, I did just like a bunch of weenie creatures out because a lot of a lot of the thing with this blue black uh, ninja deck was to have like a bunch of evasive cheap threats and then to ninjutsu out yeah, right. creatures. So like I had this one, I had this card called Eye Kite, which is a one two flyer, but if you drew two cards in one turn, it gets plus two plus zero. Oh. And so I had, like a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the only way I could win was if I drew a card with my first fear of Gargantua and then attacked with this 5-4 and this 3-2 flyer and just like all my <laughs> other creatures. 
And basically, that was just like, I think the luckiest I've ever been. Because it required... <laughs> In two turns. Yeah, it required your opponent to play an exact certain way. An exact certain way. I was like, this is the only way I'm going to win. <laughs> if he forces me to discard a card so I could draw a card... And then trigger my eye kite to attack in, and also have an extra 5-4 attack. And he's just like, well, I guess that's exact lethal. I was like, yeah. He also, he needed not only to play a certain way, to p- but to play certain cards. That he, like, yeah, he, like, there was. Play Mind very... Drake, okay. <laughs> yeah, Mind Drake. And then, oh, now Hogai said my graveyard with enough. So I'm going to exile all these cards and tap yep. down the unblockable thing, which, it, like, even if he had played Mind Drake, and then... Uh, convoked a different way and attacked me with his 1-1, then I couldn't play my card that allowed me to draw a card and attack with an extra 7 power. Wow. So it was just it was just one of those moments Perfect that... Perfect moment. You're just like, ah, yes. No one could have <laughs> believed that this happened. Limited's awesome. Limited leads to some of the most fun ways to win games because they're not normal. They're never they're normal. normal. They're and never especially, normal. Especially with a set like this where these wild uh these wild things happen when in like this is modern horizon so he is playing it he didn't play like wrong necessarily i was at two life and if he has an eight eight trampler yeah on the battlefield untapped and additional creature it's like how like the only way he loses is if i discard a card that adds eight or seven power to the board (laughs) wrong it was just he just happened to trigger the only thing that was that was he, he didn't know it was in your hand i mean he didn't know it was that, in my hand. yeah that's it's that's the benefits of and, not knowing and that kind of stuff is just gonna happen where like random uncommons just do these crazy things you're just like oh man okay it triggers these three cards and i can sacrifice this artifact which puts which puts and that card is modular on it so i can move the plus one plus one counter over to my flyer and attack you which is now an artifact because of this other thing yeah hard to find those lines for sure mm-hmm. uh i'll ask you this before we we're talking about limited now we're going to be talking about a lot of our cards that we are talking about especially when we talk about strong we're going to be talking about in a commander sense does a set like this at all make you wish you played modern um so yes, I think definitely. <laughs> um, I think for me, it definitely does. Right, I get all the like, oh man, I really, really wish I got into modern. It's such an expensive format, and yeah. I've tried to play it without the expensive cards, and I haven't had fun. <laughs> yeah, that is the the rub, right? Where yeah, it is the, the cheapest way to play modern is playing online so mtgo is the online client that has all these like these uh but that to me feels like a waste of money (laughs) that one it's it's it definitely feels that way because you're not holding anything physical you can sell your cards for real cash though which sure sure yeah right well yeah it's true it's true Um, you're not wrong like there is an actual monetary like you're not just throwing your money away you can get it back Market prices can go up in there, and you can make it yeah. back. You can actually win tickets in tournaments online and everything. Yeah, there, so there's there, a real economy to it. I just hate the online. I'm a paper player. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and that's not that doesn't make you wrong <laughs> because like you have to understand <laughs> the whole economy. It moves it in a much different way than the paper. It one. does. Um, I do have like a modern deck that I like to play. It's not it's not good or anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, these kinds of sets are just like oh man. I wish I could play because certain cards, they're just so much cooler when you can play four. <laughs> there, I will say modern is one of those formats, but there are more archetypes 
available than any other format. Oh, yeah. You can do... So, constructed formats, compared to Commander, which it's very hard to do archetypes in Commander, because there's you need a mass, a critical mass of cards to do crazy... Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're like... This set came out with a bunch of it. We're like sort of getting there on food, right? Stuff like, you know, it was yeah. it's a pretty new one, but it's food's not very strong. About. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it in this set. Uh, but they've already gotten there in modern. Like, just with this set, oh, all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh, food's good. Yeah, <laughs> go. You, you want to do food? Go for food. Food, especially with some of the cards in this set, food might be just like one of the better decks. It might be the new Hogak. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Um, yeah. <laughs> With the, a card that we are definitely going to end up talking about one way or another. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, and so one of the things to say, though, before we begin our five strongest, we're talking five strongest in Commander. Now, it's very hard to... Not reprint. Not re- yeah, we're never going to go over a reprint uh, for this section, for this review. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very hard to say, actual factly, what is the best card out of the set if for Commander? Because Commander is hard data. Uh, we have numbers, we have prices, might be one of the best. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. this card's $50. Probably a it's good card, good. then. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's kind of the only ways we have to evaluate, really, how powerful a card is in the format is like the percentage that gets adopted into decks mm-hmm. otherwise known as staples and then you have well is it a super expensive card if it is it's probably strong uh we don't have many other ways meanwhile like modern as it exists they have tournaments they have tournament data right if a yeah. card is played as a four of in a tournament winning deck that's a good card <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah there's no there's no wizard saying can't really debate it <laughs> yeah commander so who who really knows right we're gonna say what we think are the five most strongest i think we have a very good grasp on the format yeah it's pretty understandable but that but said these are 100 percent the that said, best we cars. know what we're talking about you're all idiots out there so listen to us <laughs> all right uh yeah do you just want to go into it do you have numbers? I have I have them in a numbered order. I do not. So you, why don't you go first? I will go first with my number five. Do you want to go five, or you just want to start with the? Oh yeah, let's go. Let's go. Five. No, I got, yeah. I start in the back, and I'll move to my strongest. My number five. This one I actually do feel is kind of a cheat. It is a new card, but it's kind of not. This is the sword of Hearth and Home. Okay, I have that in a different category. You have it in a different category, but this to me. Is one of the strongest cards. We know how strong swords are in Commander. I think in every other format, I mean, they are played in Modern in a single deck. We'll play a single copy of, like, Fire and Ice, specifically that one. Yeah, but I don't think there's another another equipment in here, which will definitely take... That one's on my list as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But this one in Commander is better to me because protection is busted in Commander. Uh, And not only is... Protection busted. This one ramps you every turn. Yeah, so... And it blinks creatures, and a lot of creatures in Commander have entered the battlefield effect. So this thing is just, like, doing everything you could ever want out of an equipment in Commander. It's just busted. Yeah, so um, the uh, classic analog to this card is Sword of the Animist, which uh, ramps you when you attack. And that's a good um, card. <laughs> and it's the it's the fifth most played equipment, according to EDH Rec. That's insane. It's, it's the fifth most? 
fifth most. I did not know that. That's insane. I didn't know it was played that much. And I think Sword of Hearth and Home is like, it, it costs one less yeah, mana. An enormous upgrade. <laughs> but it's just better. It's better like, in it, every way. With three opponents, you are going to be able to find somebody yeah, which either act. doesn't have any creatures or only has a white or green creatures. That's absurd. And you get to blink something. It's, I, it's yeah. just, it's, these cards are just, uh, they seem overpowered and they are. <laughs> yeah, so, in Commander. Yeah. Again, this is a Commander thing. And that's why I feel a little cheated because I know how strong swords are. It's not a stretch for me to say, this thing's going to be nuts. In Commander, yeah, this thing's just going to be nuts. Especially like, the first sword is usually like, oh, okay, at least it's not going to attack me because Sword of Hearth and Home is out, which is pro white and green, and I'm playing yeah. a black deck. And then someone plays, oh, protection from black and green. And you're just like, oh, that that's that nullifies my entire mono black deck. <laughs> How bad you're does like, it feel oh, when you're, like, you're the Selesnia deck and someone plays this on their creature and you're like, okay, so literally my deck? Yeah, like you just have protection from my deck? What? How yeah. is that fair? <laughs> and like white is a classic removal color. Although white generally the removal is board, board wipes, but still like I think it kind of an underrated aspect of pro uh, green and white is that these are also the token colors. Like black yeah. has some tokens, but like sneak through a bunch of tokens. Yeah, you can just they can't block you. Yeah, mm -hmm. when somebody has like oh they right. have eighteen commander damage, and now they just have a bunch of tokens and they're going to play crater hook next turn or something, and then you just play all right, sort of hearth and home equip kill you yeah you, you yep. can't block so there you go there's my number five um crazy card for commander mm -hmm. so is what it is <laughs> all right i guess i will go with a card that's also just like a part of a different um cycle which it wasn't the cycle until this card was printed okay. uh Yavamile, Cradle of Growth. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Yeah, so this is a legendary land, and Uruborg Tomb of Yogmoth is the black version of this. This one is the yep. green version, so each land is a forest in addition to its other types. Man, this is like, this could have gone in the underrated category, but... I think it does. I don't think it goes in the strongest. My argument is just like, I know how strong Uruborg is, but it's strong because of a different card, specifically Cabal Coffers, and there is no Cabal, Cabal Coffers in green. There, yes, there, there's not as many. There's one kind of version of that, which isn't a land, Nissa? but it's Nissa, yeah, who yeah. shakes the world. Yeah. I think one of the biggest parts about uh, Urborg and now uh, Yavamaya is that it just goes in every like three or four color deck that in, involves one of these colors. Sure, it, yeah, it's like it helps all of your utility lands, all of your like, oh, if I'm playing. Uh, a teamer deck my uh, steam vents is now all three colors and it's uh, it's untapped all land it doesn't have i don't think it's as good as herbord because kind of the things that you that yeah you i don't think it, and there's a lot of support for that kind of stuff there's not just cabal coffers there's right. a lot of cards in black that say for each swamp for each swamp for you each control swamp, do that's this. a very common statement <laughs> that is a very common statement so i don't think it's going to be as powerful necessarily but yeah. i think this is going to be just one of those cards that you see all over the place. And I think it's going to be end up being pretty good. I do too. Depending on the price right now, it's priced too high. And I know it is. Oh and yes. This, and this, this is, is a, this is a hundred percent going to be a, a super expensive card. 
Eventually, eventually. I think it's got to come down first, just like the whole set, you know? I think, I, think, yeah, I feel like yeah. it's priced at like 30 It's got to come down to like $10. Because again, it's it's not... Urborg was a $10 card for the longest time too. And I think this should only be a $10 card. It's not going to be crazy not-so stuff. should be, but I think in Constructed... I don't know. I just think it's... It's a mythic, right? Or no, it's a oh, it's, it's a rare. rare. Okay, that I, might I be I'll pick one up and and I'll just hold on to it forever. That's that's what that's where it sits yep. for me. That it's is, not one of the five. A perfect description, I think. Yeah. Like if you pick, pick one, one up, up, you're gonna be like, oh, this is tw- this is thirty dollars now. <laughs> like, well, like I was gonna say, they're not gonna print it for like fifteen years. Like, right? They're not gonna reprint this card for fifteen years, so it's gonna go up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't hold this to, as my five strongest from the set. I don't even know if I put it in my top 10, but I do like the card. I do I do mm-hmm. appreciate it, and we'll see where it goes. All right, my number four is is the other equipment that we alluded to. This is the Caldra Complete. Caldra Complete. <laughs> complete. Now, I played back in uh, the Darksteel days. I had all the pieces of Caldra. I never once assembled him, surprisingly. And It's a lot no harder else- when you only own one of each. Like it, In Constructed, you could technically play four of each, and you might got might have gotten there with all those pieces. But I don't think anyone has ever done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in Commander, you only get to play one of each, and you're never going to do it. Well, this card right. does it for you by putting seven <laughs> mana, you get Caldra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a little smaller. Cauldra was a nine nine. This is going to be a five five because it, it. So it's seven mana, legendary artifact equipment. Ah, oh, it's so close to being able to be in your commander. <laughs> I just noticed that now. I know this. This is one of those cards that's like, like if someone said to me, like, "Hey, I'm playing a colorless artifact deck. Can I just have Cauldra complete as my commander?" As I'd commander? be like, "All right, yes." <laughs> I would absolutely say yes. Right? Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. Because so it's basically uh, it is a creature because it has living weapon. They it brought back weapon. living weapon. That means you get a germ that it, it doesn't state it on this card, but you get a zero zero black germ. Uh, then you'll put this equipment attached to that zero zero black germ, mm-hmm. uh, and it'll be a five five because equipped creatures get plus five plus five. They have first strike trample indestructible haste and whenever it deals combat damage to a creature you exile a creature and it has first strike so it's like an immediately just do it this is basically like that's cute atraxa <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome and, is, and it itself has indestructible it's an indestructible equipment indestructible equipment so notably you can't destroy the equipment or the creature because the creature is also indestructible so it's like it's pretty dope mm-hmm. uh, it has a quip for seven which is a little rough but you get the creature right away for seven. This is just a, such a powerful card. This is super sweet. Yeah, it's this so is, powerful. Every single equipment deck is going to have this. this you can play it in any deck. Right? You can, yeah, you could play it in any deck. Um, this was in my one of my. Uh, this is a different category. Okay, <laughs> I'm just named. Even though I named all the five strongest, you keep putting it up in different categories, man. <laughs> These are strong cards that you like. <laughs> I think these are the True. five most busted, man. Those well, are the two the, out of my yeah. artifact categories, but I so yeah, the sword of hearth and home I think is going to be underrated because I'll I'll tell you why. Oh, oh underrated. Okay, well, yeah, it's a strong card. <laughs> What's your next <laughs> on your strongest list? Okay, I another uh, color shifted green card, um, which is <laughs> which is just like you know green know, just gets everything. Over, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is Gaia's will. Oh boy. Yeah, so Gaia's Will is it doesn't have a uh, it doesn't have a casting cost no. associated with it. 
Um, but it is suspend four for a single green. So you can you can cast this for just one green mana. You have to wait a few turns. And it said, until end of turns, you may play land and cast spells from your graveyard. Um, and then if a card will be put in your graveyard from anywhere, exile the card instead. So it is Yogwill, which I believe is banned from Commander? Yogwill? Uh, it might be. I want to be. Surprised. I believe it is. Definitely ch- ch- check on that. Uh, because that means that this is a functional reprint of a banned card. Probably a good sign. It's going to be good. Now this has right. suspend four. Four is a huge number. <laughs> so yeah. later, if you draw this later in the game, it does nothing. So, so I'm not y- so worried about Yogmoss Will is not banned. It's not banned, okay. It's, it, 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 it's soft banned because of the price. <laughs> yes, exactly. It is price banned. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I don't care that it's not banned. It's soft banned because of the price. But uh, but yeah, it, it's but whenever anything doesn't have a like a it, it's it's essentially zero CMC. So there's always ways to just bust this wide open. Whether yeah, it's, there's it's it'd be interesting if you could cheat. It's harder to cheat this card into play in yes, Commander. Uh, it's, it's not easy. Definitely harder. There's a bunch and, of. And cards I don't know though. how. Like, what real benefit are you doing to cheat this into play? Really, I don't know. I, you have to really build your deck. Right? This, the, oh well, yeah. Well, this is the combo finisher that, yeah. that everyone like. You're gonna dump half of your deck into your graveyard, and then you're going to like as foretold this for zero, and then just combo off or snapcaster mage this is definitely going to be like a more competitive type yeah i think maybe it might get there in cedh otherwise in regular edh i might be underrating it but i really don't think it'll get there i suspend four is rough man that's that's a long time i am i am almost pretending that part of the card doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> you're saying like if i'm playing this card i'm not paying it you are not cost. paying a suspend card you're <laughs> not figuring out another way to do this yeah if someone okay. says pay right, one mana fine. suspend four i'm going we have to kill that man <laughs> before this yeah. goes off. That's which... what I feel about like, it, it, when I see suspend and there's a lot of them in the set and they're all powerful. I just like I can't possibly imagine they're any good. Yep. At all. Yeah. There. There's. This is kind of a theme. There's a bunch of cards that are like suspend X and they don't have uh, CMCs, but you know, like Cascade cast these cards. Um, yep. Yep. That's true. Yes. Yeah, but it, but you could always was. Cascade at the wrong time, which is the problem. Right. Yeah. There. Yeah. And this is also part of the competitive commander aspect where you just go like, okay, uh, what, what's it called? Mystical Tutor puts it on top of your deck and then Cascade. Yeah. And so you're guaranteeing you're doing it. It feels like there's a lot of setup, but if you're just going to win the game once you do this, then you're just like, oh, that's yeah. true. Mystical Tutor is a very well, like, big played card, and that will pair well with this. Uh, right. Yeah. With and- with a card that has to. That's a lot. Of, that's three cards already. And that's like. Yes. Yeah pre-combo go like yeah yep. there's there's a lot there's there, a lot it's so, definitely a so to lot me, it's not busted it's not like a card that's just so when i think of i guess when i was thinking of strongest cards i'm like this card by itself is just bam yeah <laughs> freaking broke and, and i think that's why though the two cards i listed so far aren't just like i wouldn't say they're just like busted because they don't go in yeah. every deck that has that no color. yeah they're super niche well definitely. i guess i would say yamavaya would kind of go in a lot of green decks just because it like could, it's it could. almost you free ha- you don't have to yeah right it, but it definitely could you're right it definitely could but it yeah guy's will doesn't go in any deck but i think it's it's going to be if you play against a deck that plays this card you're going to be like i better save my counter spell for this card yeah now i'm getting into my top three and i, I, I you've only gone over two as well mm-hmm 
Now these three, and you have your three already written down. Yes. I am. I'd be shocked if the we don't share these three because honestly, I think these three cards are just straight broken. <laughs> I I really don't think we have much. We must not. Them. I mean, that's not especially because our our first two were so far off from each other. Right. <laughs> now my number three uh, is a card that everyone is now talking that it's going to be the Hogak. It's going to be the thing banned first out of the set. Okay. This is Urga's Saga. Yeah. This thing is, and I when I first saw it, I freaked out saying like, I was so pissed thinking that this was so bad. Now, with every new card, you have to read them like three, four, five times before you actually understand what they do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then even then you don't understand it and you have to wait for like the community to catch up and then you to read smart people's, <laughs> like how it actually like works. Like ours. Because <laughs> I, I didn't really know. So this saga is a pretty new type. And now they just printed a new saga type. This is an enchantment land saga. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so it, bizarre. This, this was going to be the next card, I was going to say. There you, okay, so we're in agreement on this one. I, and I would be surprised if our top two are the same two. Honestly, this this thing's busted. So uh, I, I initially, when I first heard about this card, I thought you were able to play it alongside a land because I thought it was an enchantment. I didn't read the uh, fact that it was a land. Yeah. So thought you'd be able to play land urza saga because you're playing an enchantment for zero mana right and it comes in as a functional land and i'm like you have a mox they just printed a mox what like a free mox right it's like literal mox yeah yeah and then and then i read the card again and i was like okay no it doesn't do that yeah. and then i was like oh this card stinks because it only makes mana on the first turn it gets in there. yeah yeah <laughs> Like this There's is so the- many iterations of like how does this card oh, work? This card's amazing. Oh no, so- wait a second. <laughs> yeah, this card exactly. is the definition of read your fucking card. Yeah. yeah oh my god. So because these sagas are R-Y-F-C. so complicated. <laughs> the way sagas work, right, is they come into play, they instantly put a saga counter on or lore counter on them, and then they have chapters. For each lore counter you place on the card, it'll move to that chapter, and that chapter will trigger, and that effect will go into place. So when it comes into play, chapter one is it gains tap at a colorless. So right. it becomes a land. They made it a land. I thought that it meant, like, chapter one, it can tap for a mana. And then once that chapter's done, it can't do that anymore. But it states it gains tap add for mana. Right. So it, so it will have it. it. Contain- if it says, yeah. It doesn't say until the end of turn. It just says, "All right, now it has." You just pretend that that is printed on the card. That that's on the card. The second chapter is it gains. So again, it's gaining this ability. It'll have it till it's dead. Is it will gain two and tap? You create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token. With this, gets creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. These are also known as constructs. Yeah. <laughs> Printed this over and over again. They're they're pretty popular and they're strong. Not so much in Commander, but they're good. They're yeah. Good. Um, if you have nothing, if you played this on turn one, fine thing to do on turn two is just just do this. I mean, you need three lands notably because you have to tap this. Yes. As well yeah. as have two lands, so it would be tough to do it on uh, turn one. Chapter three is where it just gets busted out of control for yep. Commander specifically. Uh, we play a card called Soul Ring in the format. Yep. Uh, chapter three says put Soul Ring in play. <laughs> for, for, for free. For free. Oh, it turns out that's busted. Uh, yeah, it says search your library for an artifact card with mana cost. Notice how we didn't say mana value. We didn't say convert a mana cost. It says mana cost 
zero, or one, put it onto the battlefield. So it has to be a soul ring, a Tormod's crypt. It has to say one or zero in the Yes. Top. So I believe how it works is you can't, you know, when we were talking about before with the suspend cards, there's a couple of suspend uh, artifacts that don't have a mana value. Can't put, can't so grab I don't this. think you can do that. And I also believe you can't put uh, the artifact lands into play. You cannot. They do not have a mana cost. It has to cost. be zero or one. Um, well, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll probably have to look at it. Neither of us are judges. I believe that's how it works, though. I, so I, no, I agree with you. Absolutely, absolutely is absolutely how it works. works. Okay. If you've watched streamers, you can see what they can select and everything. It has to be zero or one okay. in the cost in the up right side of the Yeah, corner. but yeah, this card is just... And notably, so sagas are also super complicated. One other thing I want to say, they they do they put this counter on after your draw step. So you are in your main phase when this trigger of sacrificing it goes into effect. So you can tap it for mana or tap it to create a construct during your main phase. The yes. turn it's going to die and what get your get your soul ring, which is just yeah, so busted. So this card's nuts. After three. Yeah, like, so a lot of Commander is moving towards two mana cost ramp, specifically involving mana rocks. So, like, you, say you don't play this on turn one. You just play yeah. a regular old land. Uh, one of your tap lands or something. Turn two, you play Urza Saga. Both of them play your two mana mana rock. Yep. Turn three, or yeah, on turn two, when you play Urza Saga, two mana mana rock. Uh, turn three, you can... Uh, when Urza Saga is on Chapter Two, you can create a construct. Mm -hmm. Like you can just keep it's already a two-two because you have a, an a mana rock exactly. And then on turn three, you can uh, you can make another construct. <laughs> you can make another construct, and you get a soul ring, which means your constructs are now four fours. You have two four fours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two card shocks. You have two four fours and soul ring. And, and soul all ring. and all you did was players. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, exactly. That's one like... card that did that, and it can go in any deck. Yeah, that's this nuts. Is, that's nuts. This is as close to just like a universal staple, I think, as this set has. Yeah, this, this thing's just straight bust. It's it an really enchant is. colorless enchantment. Lane. It's almost a shame I put this at, at three. I pro that probably should be number one. Yeah, um, th this kind of goes but... into what's the definition of power? Does that mean most yeah. played when you can? Because <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I, I didn't because I think there's two other cards that that'll do some more cooler stuff than this. But this yeah, is just, definitely. This is just but the, like, what you said about uh, Tormund's crypt, like there I was going to say, so there's many really notable artifact cards that have real versatility at zero and one mana. Tormod's Crypt is one of them. The Ozolith is a brand new one that's just dope as heck. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you can just get it into play. <laughs> the fact that you get free tutor on, like, what the heck, man? This thing's just nuts. Exactly. Um, yeah, Crypt, uh, you get the uh, Graft Digger's Cage. There's a lot of, so yeah. There's a lot of shutdown artifacts. There's, um, there's a lot of enchantment decks out there. This this is just a zero mana enchantment that enters play. Yeah. So if, if you have an enchantress like that new commander enchantress, you just play this card. You draw a card you know, like, just for because playing. it's a this land, land. No one can counter it. Like, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> this thing is busted, man. So this is going to be like a $60, 70 card. No, no doubt. I mean, this is one of those cards that 
you, you just want to wait until it's banned in modern because and then and then buy it. Yeah, absolutely, it. absolutely. Because it, it, yeah, it's going to be. It might be a hundred dollars. Who knows? If this thing's busted, yeah. It if you want to win be. a tournament, you play four of these and you win a tournament. Pay oh, to pay God. to win for that with that card. All right. What what what's your next one? All right. This is the one. This is another one that um, it's definitely just like super powerful and just so unfun to play against this i is bet a, we share it again i think these top three i'm gonna call it now is, is the same okay same so three. this is sarah's emissary okay no no so this is a seven mana seven seven flying angel yeah when it enters the battlefield you choose a card type yeah you and creatures you control have protection from the card type what card type you choosing that is the best part, is that <laughs> you could just be like, okay, who's about to win? Oh, this creature deck? I'm going to choose creatures. I feel now, like you're going to choose creatures seven out of ten times. Yeah, I, I feel like it's going to, or more than that, or eight out of ten times. I don't know. I, it's exactly. the thing you can clearly see. You There's a lot create. of them. It's if, important. Yep. If, if someone's playing an artifact deck... You can just choose artifacts if someone's going to do this. I'm actually going to change it to nine edits. So it also, what it means is that you can't take damage from creatures anymore. Yep. Yeah, you can't <laughs> take damage from creatures. All creatures that have, like, activated abilities, triggered abilities that yeah, target, target you. Yeah, can't target you. Can't target creatures. Yeah. I, you can't you target creature. Sarah's Emissary. Like, against... Otherwise, you name Instance, probably. Yeah, instance I think that's the only other one you choose. I think the big thing about this is it's not legendary. So yeah. you can do you can make copies of it. You can clone oh, this and then no. <laughs> Yeah. This is basically like the thing I feel like a lot of blue white bullshit decks are gonna do. Like Sarah's emissary, clone, clone, make token copies of it. I have protection from every single card type. Now you can't hurt me. I mean, honest, I will say I, I missed this card, actually. I missed it. Because it wasn't really on my radar, and looking at it now, yeah. <laughs> It's super I don't, I don't want to play against that. I don't that's want to play against it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it, annoying. It's, it's very... a 7-7 seven, seven flyer as well. <laughs> right, yeah. It's 7-7 seven, seven flyer where you just be like, all right, big. if you choose that's creatures, big. it can't be blocked ever. <laughs> none of your stuff. Everything gets unblockable all of a sudden. Yeah. Everything, none, nothing can hit you all. It's like six cards in one. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. And I could totally see just like counterspell, draw, go decks. This is like the only finisher they have in their deck. <laughs> and Man. just be like, all right, Sarah's Emissary. Oh, are you playing like a sorcery like burn deck? Okay, protect for sorceries. Now your red deck can't burn me out ever. Um, Whew, okay, I'm, I'm on your, your page there. I, if I had to and I redid my list, I'd probably kick out Cauldre Complete, which I think would fall probably more under like my, my favorite cards. That would be <laughs> my role, yeah. And, and move this into the more power. I think this is more powerful than Cauldre. And it's the same mana cost, so like that's why I'm thinking like that's oh, almost yeah. a dark swap. That's a good point. Yeah, it it it's yeah like Cauldre Complete. You can definitely see as being super powerful in the right deck. But if you play this card, Cauldre Complete can't do any damage to you, and nothing it can't exile because it can't block you. And yeah, that's <laughs> also true. <laughs> and its trigger can't exile your creature because you have protection from it. It's like this thing just skunks it, man. Yeah. <laughs> And I can see this being a, like a thing in reanimator decks because oh, it's like yeah, this is I did I missed this card, dude. I really did. I I really just missed it. <laughs> I never saw it. What card is that? <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> I'll move on to my number two because it's a it's the other white card that I chose. The other white card. This is the Esper Sentinel. Yep, that was. That this was... is Rhystic Study on a Stick for one mana. This thing is stupid good. So it's one mana, one white mana. So because. 
and we know White has a problem with card draw, so they're trying to fix it. Yeah, this card gets there. Holy crap, guy. What the hell? Yeah. One mana for a 1-1 artifact creature human soldier. Whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, you draw unless they pay X, where X is its power. So notably against Rissic Study. Rissic Study's better. But this card only draws you one card a turn, or the possibility to. Mm -hmm. It can only tax once a turn. Uh, You can pump up that number uh, because it's equal to its power, uh, and it only does it off of non-creature spells. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, this thing's busted. (laughs) This was also on my list, so I have one more card. Um, I can talk about another one. It's the same. I'm calling the shot! (laughs) Yeah, it is the same. Yeah, this is like the best white one drop ever. Yeah, absolutely. It straight up is, right? And you play it in every white deck. Every white deck. Every single one. It's an Even artifact, Even if you're white blue, you're playing this card. It's yeah. so good. It's like, there is an argument of saying like, oh, you draw it on turn 10 and they have a bunch of mana. But like, so Soul Ring has that same effect. Where like, you draw Soul <laughs> Ring when you have 10 mana and you're just like, oh, I don't really need this. Um, yeah, Esper Sentinel, you play this on turn one or two. Like, that phase of the game is all about ramp. Like yep, ramping, yep. setting just, up your things. It's you're just gonna draw four cards off this card. I was gonna say I wouldn't really. be surprised if you draw three right away, which yeah. is just nuts. It's just not even in if you white. play it later in the game, I wouldn't be surprised if you drew three cards off this card. Oh, and you yeah. spent one mana. You spent one mana. <laughs> yeah, you spent a single white mana. We <laughs> talked about uh Urza Saga. You can get Esper Sentinel for Urza Saga. This you is an artifact. You cannot. It does. Its mana cost is not zero or one. Oh, you. Oh, does Urgasaga say it specifically? Yes. No, no, no. It's mana value. Nope, it's so not. It's, okay, so it's you're mana saying cost. It's, it's mana cost. So it mana literally has to say one or zero. One can't single? be white. Can't okay. be blue. Has to be one or zero. All right. So you can't get it with Urgasaga. You cannot get it with Urgasaga. Um, but it. I mean, it is still an artifact. So there's. There's tons of stuff you can do by, oh, when you cast an artifact, when you play or you sacrifice yep. an artifact, you do yep, this. Yeah, there's artifact synergies, which also um, makes it a little weaker, actually, in Commander generally, because things that destroy artifacts, artifacts pretty, pretty can destroy this. Yep. But, yeah, you, usually you're, like, the the thing is also... It just doesn't matter, though. For such a low cost, you're just drawing You cards, play man. one mana, and you play, like, two other cards, and someone goes, like, okay, I'm going to wipe the board. Okay, I draw a card out. Yeah, like it's like any downsides this which it doesn't have downsides. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, so, so so like by downsides, right? Like oh, it only triggers once a turn. Is that a downside? I, I don't, you're drunk. <laughs> like like what's wrong card? What do you expect? Yeah, this is one mana. Yeah, so it, any downsides this card is like no, doesn't matter. This thing's just so powerful. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's your last one? And is it the same card? I'm actually I, maybe it's not because there's one other card that I think you probably chose. Um. It's got to be. This is, uh, uh, yeah, I'll just say the last card of my list. I, ha- I have another card, which was like the next, right outside, so I can talk about another card if we need to. This is a uh, a black card. Mine's a black card, too, uh, but there's still it still can be different because be I, different. Think there's, I think there's another card that you might be thinking so of. So I'm going to say it's uh, Dolphy Voidwalker. Okay, yeah, we have the same card. Yeah, yeah this, card's card. bu- this card's <laughs> busted, man. This card's straight busted. <laughs> it's just so busted, yeah. And so this is a black black, so two CMC. Uh, 3-2 card, 3-2 Dothy Rogue with Shadow. So Shadow means it can't, it can only block or be blocked by other creatures with Shadow. So, and in layman's terms, unblockable, can't block. Yeah, 3-2 unblockable. Um, yeah, if you have a card with Shadow, you're just gonna attack it. And being a 3-2 for 2, 
unblockable, that's like not this the worst one, card in the world. You're probably not going to attack. Um, well, it's not unblockable. Why not? <laughs> uh, but, but there's another effect that would prevent you from doing that. So uh, a card, like first ability, this has two cards on its... On this is three card. cards in one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first ability is if a card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, instead exile it with a void counter on it. So this is Leyline of the Void. Or rest in peace, and and we know how strong that effect is in Commander. Yeah, this so this doesn't exile cards currently in graveyard like rest in peace does. But yeah, it's it's Uh, it does it does if it would be put into a graveyard from it instead exile it. So it does stop death triggers. It does stop death triggers. I'm saying rest in peace exile like once it enters the battlefield, it also exiles. Oh, 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 okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I I was misunderstanding what you were going for. But yeah, yeah, sorry, I could have exile stuff immediately, but. But it is the rest in peace. The, the importance part of rest in peace effects is that death triggers yeah. don't matter, which yeah. in commanders very important. And when it's at two mana, it might as well have that effect on it because yeah, yeah, right. Uh, it's coming in early enough. It's coming in early enough, and it has a second ability. <laughs> this thing's so dumb. Which is so dumb. Which I Tap. which I read like many people I believe read this incorrect the first time they read it. Oh, I don't I know about you. Did. I definitely did. I hundred percent did. So it's tap, sacrifice, Dothy Voidwalker. Choose an exile card an opponent owns with a void counter on it. You may play this card uh, without paying its mana cost. Did you say without paying its mana cost? I believe I did, sir. Did you say without... (laughs) That's the part that you're like, wait, what? It's like... What? Don't you have to pay the mana cost? Like, don't don't you use the templating? You pay the mana cost, but you can use mana as if it were mana of any color? That's what it said, um, right? Yeah, that's what you think it would say. <laughs> but it did not. You just get So, their you're telling from- me that if I exile a, a Blastial Colossus, I can cast it for free? You may cast it for zero mana. And this can exile Blastial Colossus because instead of going to your graveyard where it would typically shuffle itself, uh, no, instead it gets exiled with a Void Count. Blastial Colossus... Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn, all of the, all of the Eldrazi, Mugs, anything your um, little uh, black Voidwalker heart desires. But Eric, do they? Do people play those cards in Commander? Um, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> See, in a, in a format like modern, most decks play like CMC three and below. <laughs> yep. So a card like this is like, but but it is a format where they're looking for any kind of mana. Uh, advantage at any point in time so three mana right. is a big deal to them in commander 15 mana is a big deal and it's For, common <laughs> forget about it and it, it like you you know what it says right you read the card you're like got it it's good and then you start thinking about everything oh. that it entails so someone plays omniscience i go counterspell and you put it free <laughs> for free i'm like cool that's my omniscience now oh. you you go turn two, Dothy Voidwalker. Turn three, Windfall. You just drew oh, everything 21 cards. They discarded. Yeah, this card uh, so busted. It's yeah. so busted. And it's, yeah. So the- Borderline might be a card to consider, like, banning in the future. I don't know. We don't know where it's going to go. But this is one of those cards that you're like, dude, really? It has yeah. to do everything perfectly? Right. <laughs> exactly. And I, I think the... Well, it doesn't have haste. You have to tap it. Is kind of like our version of it dies to Doomblade. I'm like, yeah. 
so hard to do that. Oh, no, oh. I can't play it with Flash. <laughs> like, oh no, oh no. Wait, what? Let, well, let in me the meantime, it, it it's completely shut down entire strategies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh no, just your graveyard deck is just literally worthless until you kill this thing. <laughs> oh wait, what's the what's what are the two most played equipment in Commander? Oh, it's Lightning Greaves and Swift Foot Boost. Guess what? They gain haste and protect it. <laughs> oh my god, is it, this that card is just so, when I saw it, I was like, oh Commander, no. <laughs> yeah, this is. Like, like, I should be excited because I'm a mono black player. Uh, obviously i'm gonna play this but oh yeah it, <laughs> so strong and the biggest thing in modern is like cards like thought seeds. so you can just say like okay yeah, you Walker, steal what you want yeah. yeah steal exactly what you want which is sometimes uh, in like th- like you said um cards are a lot a lot of the times very cheap but they're still pretty powerful and also they're they're cards like oh play against tron like oh i'm gonna steal your your Ugin, the spirit Titan, dragon. Amulet Titans amulet are tie in. deck. Exactly. Getting a, getting a Titans usually pretty good. Is, yeah, because you could just Dothy Floydwalker. Okay, like shut down all graveyard stuff, then just next turn, Thought Seize, tap it. Now I have Karn. I'm going to start Disgusting. exiling your stuff. Disgusting. I'm tired about talking about strong cards that are going to be really annoying to see. Let's talk about fun cards. Fun Let's cards. talk about our five favorites now. These are these don't necessarily have to be rares. I think all of mine are. So rares, they usually get to play around with a lot more fun uh, mechanics, and and, mm-hmm. and they're generally more powerful, so they're they're, they're easier to use. I think in the yep. set, like we've mentioned, there are a lot of commons and uncommons that might go unnoticed because they do some fun, powerful stuff, and and might help out certain certain decks. I know for sure there's a couple in there, uh, but but my all mine. I, we just had to talk about five, so mine are all rares. Yes. So are are yours? I just realized looking at a bunch of cards that I think are are some of my favorites. A lot of them are legendary creatures. So do you want me to try to pick different cards? Oh, interesting. Yeah, because we will talk about the legendary cards next week. I have one, and it is the one that I will be building. Okay. So I, I figured I'd include it on my list because if I'm building it, probably means it's one of my favorite cards. I mean, it's it's okay. one I'm gonna buy. That's we okay. could start with her if you want. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Because I have, I have it listed in, in an order as well, and this is my number five. And I uh, think I know exactly what card it is. I bet you you do. What's its name? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yep, so we're thinking about the same card, because good luck! <laughs> we're, of course, talking about Asmorano, Mardica, Dice, the, the Kuldakar. <laughs> close you got pretty good you know pretty good yeah uh yeah i immediately fell in love so i've been looking for a madness deck and now you could say well but brett they invented a madness deck it came out Uh, they already have one of those yes but it didn't quite do what i wanted it was more of a it felt a lot more of like a simic deck right where you just spin in your damn wheels yeah the whole deck was just like i discarded draw i discarded draw and i was like you're not doing anything (laughs) <laughs> yeah a lot of it was based on the uh yeah like the discard and getting value up the discard just to draw a card yeah so it wasn't quite there it, for it me it felt like a cycling deck it which, did which is still i mean hey a cycling deck well, and yeah, like, that's cool. fine but it just didn't speak to you it sounds like. no but I, but i've always wanted a madness deck always always now here's one though that i went well here you go they just added a whole second part of the flavor haha <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> she is a food commander as well. Now her name is so long, she costs zero mana. <laughs> she doesn't have a mana bill. <laughs> she doesn't have a mana cost. So her first line of uh, text is that as long as you've discarded a card this turn, you may play hybrid black red to cast the spell. So she essentially is a one mana commander, which is pretty awesome. But you have to have discarded a card. Now there's plenty of ways to get that done. Um, namely, you, when you play this card, you kind of have a partner commander. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, an yeah. Artifact called the Underworld's Cookbook. Because when she enters, you tutor up a card named the Underworld Cookbook. Reveal it, put it in your hand. The Underworld Cookbook's a one mana artifact that it, all it says is tap, discard a card, make a food. It also says four mana tap, and then you could return a creature, you sacrifice it, and then you return a creature from your graveyard to your hand. So just some added little benefit there, but you're keeping this in play as a discard outlet. Yeah, you got for food. free. And then she also has an ability. This is back on Asmorano now uh, to sacrifice two of your foods and target creature will deal six damage to itself, which is different than most things are templated usually when you know she'll yeah. deal the six damage. She doesn't do the six damage. The creature that she's targeting is going to do the damage. To itself. Which I can't imagine cards that you like, Brett, that could take advantage of these things. I I never do those kinds never of things. Never do those kinds of things. <laughs> I hate removal. Uh, <laughs> it disgusts me. <laughs> I'd rather everyone have everything in play at all times and I'm always in danger. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this opens the door just all kinds of shenanigans. Obviously, we're awesome. talking about uh, Brash Taunter and Stuffy Doll effects where it's like, Hell oh, yeah. Deals damage to its knee. Okay, I'm going to deal damage to, to you. This um, is a Brash Taunter deck for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it sacrificed two foods. That's so not super hard. Um, and it's when you get one every turn, but yeah. your downside is that you're discarding cards. You're spending a card to get a food. To get a food. Which That's rough. In Amanda's deck, that could be a benefit. Yeah, I, I, I'd say the biggest challenge around her is, is keeping up your hand size. Uh, right. You're discarding a lot. And that means it's going to be a struggle to keep your hand relevant. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be your biggest struggle. As well as having enough outlets without the Underworld Cookbook to get her into play. Yeah, because you can't cast this card without discarding. Yeah, without turn. some other thing happening. Yep. So uh, it's going to be an interesting deck, and I'm super excited to play around with it. I just had a deck that was my Brash Taunter deck that I'm already sick of. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to immediately port it over into this, and I'm going to have a blast with it. Oh. So that's why she was on my list of favorites, because she is going to be the one I build out of this entire set. All right. Um, I've had a couple cards that were going to be my favorite um, said already, but so I'm just I'm gonna say another. You one. can choose. I let you choose one legendary because I chose a legendary. Okay, I'll save that. Okay, okay. I'll save that for my number one. Um, right. My next card that I'm going to uh, talk about is Flame Blitz. Okay, it, it I don't even know what this one is. Go it's ahead. a it's a red enchantment. So it's a one CMC red enchantment at the beginning of your oh, end this step. Oh, the planeswalker thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. 
Flame Blitz deals five damage to each planeswalker. It also is cycling too. But like <laughs> this is awesome. one of those it's just like, man, if you're sick of that stupid attracts a player playing super friends or just oh, you have a bunch of enchi- some. It's just five damage every turn awesome. to every planeswalker. So no one's got, gonna survive this. It's one mana. It's got enchant I mean, red is a weird color for enchantment strategies. You don't typically see that. But just going over certain things, like if you're playing a red enchantress deck, you could just throw this card in there and have a one mana enchantment trigger that does a really powerful effect in certain niches that can toss itself. And might just like so. It, 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 I love, I love this card. Yeah, <laughs> cycling two just means the downside in this card is so low. If you yeah. don't need it, pay two beta, draw a new card. Like, this is a card that can go in Asmoreno. It discards yeah. a card, which is itself, yep. <laughs> and can help you against planeswalkers if because her ability can't get rid of planeswalkers. Oh my god! Like imagine, imagine being a planeswalker deck, and they go turn one flame blitz. You're just like, okay, I can't. Play. <laughs> oh my because god! At That's their turn, exactly. they're just gonna like. Even if I play three planeswalkers, none of them are gonna survive at the end of yeah. this turn. But I'm glad that Wizards is doing this, right? That we've just yeah. always needed planeswalker removal. That that that's like felt this. so lackluster. And 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 they're finally getting around. It's just, it's it's taken so long to catch up. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, planeswalkers really have existed for so long and they have not had planeswalker removal and the ones that they have had is like spe- and even this one even this one it's like I just deal damage to planeswalkers I don't do anything else we kind of need more modal cards to help out right and it, it having cycling kind of I think is super underrated about it because like yeah. oh if you if you're again the whole you have 10 mana you need to draw a board wipe, otherwise you're going to lose. You draw this card, you get another shot at it because you don't need all your ten mana to play your board wipe. Yep. So it's like the doubt. You just draw your card, like okay, at least you get to redraw. Um, but man, let's like the planeswalker removal. It's usually just like three mana destroy target planeswalker or creature. Yeah. I'm just like I don't know if I really want to put this card in my deck. Really, like <laughs> right, like it's that's almost it's it's just not flexible enough like you don't play murder in commander so this is the kind of thing where you're just like okay it prevents them from even playing their planeswalkers because they're just like i'm just only getting one use out of it so i have to destroy this thing first (laughs) uh so they don't get any uses out of it for like three or four turns which i think is pretty good yeah so I'm, i'm with you on that one Next one I have is on on theme with my uh with my first pick my my legendary pick uh, and as soon as I saw this card, of course I was in love. This is the Chef's Kiss. Mwah. <laughs> Mwah. What a beautiful card. A chef's Kiss to this card. Glorious card. It's an instant for one red red. You gain control of target spell that targets only a single permanent or player. Notably, it doesn't have to be you. A lot of these effects typically are like, it has to be targeting you. Mm-hmm. Um, this one doesn't. It's just, it's just, it does target one thing. Go ahead and you get it then. And you copy it, and then you reselect the targets. Here's the weird part, though: at random. <laughs> yeah, I love this. So this you're gonna so you're big. gonna get the spell, and you get to choose where that spell goes. I think. Oh no, no, all the targets are random. Yeah, okay. So you gain control of the spell. Then you're gonna copy it. You're gonna reselect two targets now because it's you're gonna copy the spell, and there's gonna be two of these spells. They're gonna target two random copies that aren't yours. The, that. Are, <laughs> and and the new targets they can't be you or permanents you control. 
So this is a protection spell in red that's targeted for, you know, big spells that are, you know, kill kill spells, really. Mm-hmm. And you're going to just randomly shoot them elsewhere. And you're going to kill two things all of a sudden. Yeah. It, <laughs> I love this card. It's just this so card's cool. awesome. This card's amazing. I just can't wait for the fun places it's going to be. Now, this isn't a card that's competitive by any means. It's not going to be useful in every situation by any means. It's just a card that I can't wait to play and do a completely busted thing that I'm like, oh, what just happened? Yeah, it's going to be like you have your commander and somebody says like, all right, I'm going to kill your commander. Uh, and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I, have an, I have an even better situation. Someone cruel ultimatums me. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what? I'm not getting the cruel ultimatum. Well, two of you guys are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get two cruel ultimatums? That means I draw what? Like a, a billion. draw six cards or something like right. that. I think it's like <laughs> they discard three and then you draw three, so you're gonna draw six. I mean yeah. nuts. So I can't wait for that. That's an awesome card. Yeah, it's a fantastic card. Um super niche. I think most of my picks are niche. This next card is just going to be a just a staple. Pretty much every deck can play this. Um, it's an enchantment called Scuttle Tide. <laughs> I love this card. It's, yes, I was joking, but I just love it. <laughs> oh, but it's so good! <laughs> it's so cool, right? Scuttle Tide. It's one in the blue for an enchantment. Disc- you pay one mana, discard a card, create a zero three blue crab. <laughs> You know what I was thinking? I was thinking of the spell version of this, the hard evidence. Hard evidence also kind of made it on my list I like to talk about. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just love these random cards. It's called Scott, Scuttletide. The how, problem about Scuttletide to me is that, so there is a black card that is slightly better than Scuttletide. It's the same mana cost, it's same everything, doesn't have Delirium, um, but it, it gives you 1 1 vampires with lifelink, which I think are actually a little more relevant oh, yeah. creatures than just, a yeah, 1 4. <laughs> uh, but yeah there yeah it's that's way better so i guess delirium it has delirium and delirium means you have four cards in your graveyard of different types i wish this delirium was stronger though like why yeah is crabs you control get plus one plus one uh well, so i wish it was a little better than that i wish it did something else my love affair with crabs came with uh i it was a couple of sets ago if, i mean i say this but it was probably like three years ago uh <laughs> there was this card card wish coin crab which was just like a four mana two five crab and it just <laughs> destroyed everybody in my path when i played this in in limited <laughs> because it was just pure luck it's not a great card but it was a two five. It just, it just happened to have enough beef. It just happened to be the perfect thing where people were playing like three twos, four twos with <laughs> lifelink, and they just couldn't attack me because I had wish coin crab. I was like, crabs are the best creature type. All magic, <laughs> obviously. After this, they make a Charix deck, man. Raging I, Isle. Well, yeah, I might. I have a foil one. I'll trade you. Mm. <laughs> well, well, it might be in some business, sir. It might even be foil extended, man. I, think. <laughs> I will definitely do that if you. Yeah, I think it's like, foil I think extended. It's like a fully pimped out crab. <laughs> I will definitely make a crab deck. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I kind of like the hard evidence spell even better, uh, which we can mention. It's just a one mana sorcery gives you a zero three crab. Also gives you a clue token. Yeah, you, you investigate with yeah. the zero. I, it's the so crab stupid. is the crab's so walking stupid. up to investigate, dude. Yeah, the crab is. The flavor is so good. <laughs> it's just a picture of a crab, just like hmm, there's been a murder. It's not extended art. I have a non-foil extended art or a foil non. 
<laughs> extended art. I think, uh, given the history of Wizards with Foils, I'd probably prefer the extended art. Not this foils in is it pretty shape. good? Yeah, this one's this one's fine. But the extended to me looks way better, dude. The crab is twice the size. I think I'll just invest <laughs> in a transparent. I'll trade you for both, and then I'll just have it as like a flip card. Where I could just <laughs> have both of them there. I I will say I th- the extend to me is the f- my favorite art uh, that they've created out of this. Like mm-hmm. this, I, I love the extended art cards. They're, they they are just my favorite. They're pretty sweet. All right, what's where am I at? Uh, I think, okay, number three. Yeah, number three. Oh, I love this card. I'm so excited. This is an artifact. And I'm so pumped about it. This is the Dermo Taxi. <laughs> have you seen this thing? I, I, yeah i saw it and i was like what is this card doing <laughs> this card's amazing two mana for an artifact vehicle zero zero with imprint so as it enters the battlefield you exile a creature card from a graveyard it could be any graveyard mm-hmm. it doesn't have a typical crew cost this one requires two creatures so it doesn't have typically they have a number that you have to reach with your power. This one right. just says two creatures is your crew cost. Any two. Tap two and tap creatures you control, but it doesn't say crew, uh, weirdly. Until end of turn, Dermotaxi becomes a copy of the imprinted card, except it's also a vehicle artifact. So you can exile that big beefy thing in someone's graveyard, and you have now a vehicle of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's grave hate, you know, tacked on for yep. free almost. Ah, this card's awesome. And the art is hilarious. The riding around this, like, dead mammoth thing. Yeah, it is. It's just fantastic. With wheels. It's called Dermataxi. It's It's just like, they're just like. I love this card. Okay, yeah. I just, it's fantastic. I love this card. I just want to play it in a deck. I don't know what deck. I don't know where this would go. I just want to play this card. Actually, I think I do. I know exactly where I'm going to play. I'm going to play it in the new Lelia deck because you exile things from graveyards. Right. You get counters, so. Play around with that. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, so one of my... It's also an artifact uh, rare that I, I just, oh, for some reason... I have it on my list. Uh, well, maybe it's the same thing. Um, it is Academy Manufacturer. Yeah, my yeah. list is the next card. <laughs> this card's amazing. I just love it so much. So it's a you three know what, mana you know what one This is immediately going into? We'll read the card first. Yeah, yeah. So it's an artifact creature. It's an assembly worker. Uh, so if you were to create a, a clue, food, or treasure token, instead create one of each. <laughs> There's already two decks I have in mind that I'm immediately putting this in. Well, your food deck. The Yeah, the food deck I just mentioned that's mm-hmm. going to be brand new immediately goes in there. And then what other deck do I have that creates a treasure every turn? What deck is it? I forget. Fiend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. In the broker has tap creative treasure like every turn so now i get oh. a clue food and treasure yeah it's just what so crazy <laughs> and it's like, it also what? has like the sacrifice you know artifacts for more more thi- i think it makes like two one flyers yeah it's like what this card's yeah. perfect it's 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 crazy like i think you could this is one of those like it could have gone in the underrated category sure just, just because you're just like there could be Things that are just like uh, someone plays. What's the white enchantment that creates treasures? Uh, oh, smothering tide! Smothering tide! <laughs> smothering tide! You and you just oh have God. thirty this artifacts. Dumb smothering tide! Yeah, you just have thirty artifacts out, and then it's always like, oh, I'll sacrifice an artifact. Like, you oh know, my God! And then do like a damage. I don't know, like do damage or something. You're just like, oh, yeah, okay, this I thing's dumb. Lose. This thing's dumb with smothering tide. Holy crap! 
Holy crap. And now imagine this also with uh, like doubling season. And then like, oh, oh I create I create a treasure. Well, I actually create two treasures. Okay, since I create two treasures, I'm going to create uh, a clue food or whatever. Now, now this is one of the set. I can't imagine it does anything in modern. So this is a commander card, right? <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> They printed this card here. I don't know why. They, they probably could have made this into a standard set. I think they didn't because it utilized three, three random yeah. tokens that are never going to be in a set at the same time. 100%. So they had to print it in a set like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why it's here. But awesome. Yep, that was my next one. So you can move on to your next. Um, uh, I'll just go in my, my one legendary card. How about that? Go for it. Go we'll for it. And I, have one, I only have one more name, so. Um, I think my favorite commander card is Grist the Hunger Tide. Yeah, that's a cool card. It is just so Gris the Hunger Tide. It's three mana. It's a planeswalker. Then it has this ability. As long as this card isn't on the battlefield, it's a one-one insect creature in addition to its other types. So that means while it's in the command zone, it's it's a creature. <laughs> and it's legendary. <laughs> uh, so it can be your commander, and it has plus one. Create a black and green insect creature token. Then mill a card. If an insect card is milled this way, put a loyalty counter on Grist and repeat this process. Uh, minus two, you may sacrifice a creature when you do uh, destroy target creature or planeswalker. Awesome. Minus five, each opponent loses life equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. It starts with three loyalty. In your um, graveyard. Yeah, in so your graveyard. Importantly, in your graveyard. Yeah. So one of the combos with this is with a card like Grave Purge, which is an instant. And it says you can put any number of creature cards from your graveyard on top of your library. Oh, yeah, yeah. So stack it to make it all insects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you can stack it with a bunch of insects and changelings. And then all of a sudden uh, you create like 10 tokens. And then this and Grist has a 13 loyalty. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And those cards are also all in your graveyard. So the next turn you can just minus five nuke everybody for 13. I love its uh, synergy with the new Maskwood Nexus, which yep. is a card that I still think is so underrated in decks that you wouldn't even realize. That, that card in. is just going to... if I don't know how much Maskwood Nexus is at right this point. I'm going to look it up. But if it's not $50, then it's underpriced. You, you know what's so funny about that card? I picked up a foil Maskwood Nexus from my local game store that they put in their like $1 box. I pulled it out and I was like, what is this doing in here? So I snap bought it. I was yeah. like, $1? Give me this. It's $4. <laughs> uh, that's criminal. Yeah. So for even so, what a great deal I got. Because I yeah. bought the thing. A foil version. What's a foil version? Foil's $4? Or? Uh, I don't know. It's probably like $5. <laughs> it's probably less money. Yeah. <laughs> Two foils now, foil. like, we're used to foils being like, just like, oh, it's just double the price. Four, the yeah, 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 double the price. Uh, it's fifty cents less. No way. Yeah, yeah. according to Card Kingdom, hilarious. Yeah, there you go. So non foil is three ninety nine. I did not expect that. that. And then so funny, man. That's how bad they are, wizards. Nowadays, come on. It's funny though because you just kind of brought it up. Some foils are perfectly fine. Yeah, my, my, well, that one's fine. (laughs) For instance, that one's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of them are fine. I don't know how they're doing it. But but yeah, um, 
grist. I just think there's just a bunch of random stuff that you could just do yeah, with this. This card. is an awesome. This is a super cool card. It's well, you know, this is one of those cards though. That I feel like you have to build around it, otherwise you're never. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're ne- This is a commander, or it's not in your deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it needs to be a commander. It's sweet because like when it's in your graveyard, when it's in your hand, when it, yeah, there's some cool stuff. If it shuffles into your library, you can you can tutor it out just like a creature. I don't know. I just feel like there's just some really sweet crap you can do with this card. yeah i, I believe it yeah, it's yeah. and none it's of the, none of these abilities are just like crazy overpowered no, i like his abilities a yeah. lot i think i think they did a really good job with these with three planeswalkers i i was gonna say i think they're they're calming down planeswalkers a lot and i'm a big fan yeah yep. <laughs> none of them have been like i win the game if i play you right yeah they're <laughs> like not like every oh, teferi has been yeah oh you take four <laughs> extra turns also your opponent can't play the game and you get to punch their mother in the face like... <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna play this card none of you guys are gonna have fun anymore <laughs> i'm gonna play i'm gonna okay. do everything my yeah it's like oh my god this is dumb all right, my last card. We've talked about this before, and, and we have to just bring it up again because I'm so happy with this. I'm over the moon with this card. Wizards ha- has the most perfectly designed card in the set, and it's aptly named Damn. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. This card is perfect. This is going to so, be my underrated cards. Okay. Well, and it's just a perfect card. It's mm-hmm. a part of my favorite. Is, uh, oh, my God. It's right everything I've you. ever wanted. Damn is a two-black... So black, black, sorcery, destroy target creature, a creature destroy the way it can't be regenerated. It also has overload for two white, white. So it's also Wrath of God on the card somehow that they, how they like mixed the card, like the, this, you know, mechanics that are already part of magic's history and made this card was genius. Oh yeah. I love this card. The flavor of it is amazing. I, just perfect because right? it's it, like it's damn damn nation was the black <laughs> version of of uh wrath of god and also it's just like god damning you which is kind of the wrath of god and it's part of the overload thing all this card's amazing i think this is just going to be a strict staple in uh black white decks you have to put black white right which yep. makes it a little restrictive uh mm-hmm. but i i would i would because it's so versatile when you yep. only need to kill the one thing kill the one thing when you need a board wipe which is a lot you board wipe it's it, yeah. this is the board wipe you want to play i hate playing a bunch of board wipes because they feel like dead cards a lot Sometimes they feel too slow. You never want your hand gummed up with them. It, they're right. tough. Yeah, but this is the board wipe you want. How many times have like you had a board wipe and you're just like, oh man, they have this oh. one card. It was one or two creatures that are kind of combo off and win the game. But I have such a big board. I don't yeah, want to kill I it. I don't want to kill my board. I, I've sandbagged board wipes on way too many occasions. And I've died a lot with board wipes in my hand. That I've yeah. been like, I hate that I had that card in my hand. Yeah, I like, wish I just played the game differently right. and didn't have a board wipe in my hand. Like I wish I didn't play these cards, these creatures. But who knows if I have a loss if I didn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This so, is but you're like, never oh, facing that down with this card. Oh, you're just playing you're, this card. You're playing it for either of its cost. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. So that's where I went. All right. Any other favorites then? That was my last. Um, I think we should just move on to like underrated. All right. We've gotten to a bunch of yours already. It sounded like. Yeah. We, I've, like, haven't, we haven't glanced over a single one of mine. So I'm excited. All right. Let's move on to our underrated cards. Uh, I again have them in, in an order. If you want me to start it off. Hit us off. All right, this one, I think it's going to be really strong. Uh, This is a white card 
called Late to Dinner. Late it's a common dinner. This is a three and a white sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So it's a reanimation card. Mm-hmm. Create a food token. So you get a creature and a food token for four mana. That's you pretty could good. return a Sarah emissary. A Sarah emissary, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this card's nuts. I think I, you know, I think it's a card no one's ever going to look at, and then someone's yeah. going to cast it in a game, and it's going to return a Sarah emissary. You're going to go, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, four mana is like pretty run of the mill cost for this sort of thing so you just get an extra it's, benefit it's well costed right type four man is what it should cost to reanimate something mm-hmm. um and you're getting a food yeah and you're randomly getting an artifact it. alongside it so you can play it in some artifact strategies with yep. um oh i, I could definitely I see this card's nuts yeah i could definitely see this being in like an artifact reanimator kind of style deck where you just get two artifacts for the price of one and that's that's what yeah the big the big Dr- key here really is that it goes straight to the battlefield. Yep. Yeah. It's just it not a lot of these effects the in any in any standard printed set. This card would say return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand, create a food token for the same mana cost. Yeah, I think this card is pretty strong. Yeah, it would say it would say three and a white return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, create a food token, and cost four. And in a standard set, that probably wouldn't see any play, but it would be a card we all understand, like why right. it's yeah. like that. This one's just like, no, throw it right into play, man. Yeah. And these kind of yeah. effects, like, you, you, I, you don't, like, see too many of them. Because I feel like people say, like, oh, they're a sorcery that's not repeatable. But, like, this is just super strong. Be like, oh, in Commander, the these effects are way more powerful than you imagine them to be. Yeah. It's like, oh, what, what's like, what's my best creature that I've played? And they had to spend a card to destroy. All right, it's back out there. Actually, hold on. Let me read the language again. Make sure I'm not speaking. Okay, yeah. So it does target, so you can uh, hate it out uh, mm-hmm. when they target the creature. Yeah, but whatever. I was wondering, you know, when I was thinking about it again, I was like, does it say just return a creature? Because that, that would have been kind of cool. Like, hey, That'd remove cool. whatever you want if they can only remove certain things. Mm-hmm. If they don't have Tormod's Crypt to remove their whole graveyard. Yeah. And you were like, well, you removed that. Fine, fine, fine. But I still get something out of it. <laughs> yeah, White can't it's not have that. everything, Brad. Yeah, no, Come like, on. Okay, okay. It's, already, it's a common, okay? It's so I common. can't really complain. If this, this was, was blue, common. it would be reanimate five, five <laughs> creatures. Or green. If it were green. Yeah. It's good. Then they'd have a haste or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think... I'm going to go with a, speaking of blue, uh, a blue sorcery <laughs> called Rise and Shine. Oh, I love this card. Yeah, yeah. so Rise and Shine is uh, one in a blue for a sorcery. Target non-creature artifact you control becomes a 0-0 zero, zero artifact creature and put four 1-1 one, one counters on each artifact that became a creature this way. And the reason why it's worded this way is because overload for six. Yeah. Um, I think this is a pretty cool card. This is kind of... It's like, a cool finisher, right? Yeah. I, I, I think this could... Do some really cool stuff. Yeah, talking about all those artifact tokens we were thinking about last time. All your foods, your treasures, your clues. All of a sudden, they're four fours now, and they can just attack. Now, now, looking at a card like this, like I don't think you're. I think it's just a six mana spell, right? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, this this is kind of like the cyclonic. It's not as good as cyclonic, obviously, but yeah, it's just like. Why? I don't really see why you would ever. Play yeah, this and that too. makes me think like it's not going to be played right. It, it, like. A card like this is generally a lot more played and a lot better if if both sides are really useful. Right. To me, the two mana is not at all use. A 4-4 four four is going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Commander. You need the overload for it to do stuff. And uh, 
Yeah. yeah, so to me, it's probably not going to get there. I love the card, though. Yeah. I appreciate it. But yeah, it's not busted by any stretch of the imagination. No, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my next one's a little odd uh, to call it underrated. Uh, that's because it's printed at Mythic. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I still think it's so freaking underrated. This is the green incarnation, Endurance. Ooh, yeah, I really like this card. So one green green for a flash reach. Three, four. When it enters the battlefield, up to one target player puts all the cards from their graveyard onto the bottom of their library in any order. It also has evoke, which means you cast it for its evoke cost and you have to sacrifice it right away. So it's going to get all of its effects. Uh, And to do that, you have to exile a green card from your hand. I don't think a commander you're ever going to do that, but in certain situations, again, this is an instant spell for zero mana, could do its effect. Yeah, like and it's an underrated effect. Yeah, it's just commander. Like you said about, hey, I'm going to target this uh, amazing uh, Sarah's emissary from my graveyard. It's like actually, I have no mana, but I'm still going to shuffle your entire graveyard back into your library. Uh, And this is just just a well sized creature with reach, a three four with reach for flash. And as we all know. Mill is the scourge of our Mill format. Mill is super strong. I've and talked about how I think it's busted. It's and busted, I think... and it's too good. So this saves you against Mill, because you can target yourself. Yep. So and that's what I was going to say. It's also it's Mill Insurance out of nowhere. Uh, it's Graveyard Hate, which is a strong, strong, strong thing, Commander, to have. Yep, and it's a 3-4 with reach with flash. So it's odd to say this is underrated because it's printed at Mythic and you think Mythics are going to be crazy strong, but I think people still would overlook this card for Commander. And they shouldn't. This this is just good to run always. Uh, I'm going uh, down the rarity chain a little bit, but I think if we saw this (laughs) at a normal set... This is also why I I put it number four, right? Right, I did not want to move it to... It's not going to be my number one. Yeah, it's a strong card. They They push these cards like, come on. Yeah. I These think, things are way too strong. Th- so my cards are unordered. This could be my number one, I think, because it's an uncommon. Okay. But okay. it's just like... I'm excited. It's like, what is going on here? Um, it's Constable of the Realm. What does that do? Yes. Well, I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it is a five mana, three, three giant soldier in white. So it's four mana, white mana. Uh, and it says, whenever one or more one, one counters are put on Constable of the Realms, exile up to one target non-land permanent until Constable of the Realms leaves the battlefield and has renowned cool. two. So if it, oh, so you know, it hits some ones, you put two counters and you can exile. I exile one thing. Um, yeah, cool. I just think this is just like super good. <laughs> because like, that, that, now that straight up is a commander card, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to go in like 1-1 one, one counter decks that are white and it's going to be busted when it yeah. shows up and starts doing its thing. <laughs> yeah, you're going to play Cosmo the Realms, and you're going to have, like, three triggers. It's like, oh, what a creature is the battlefield. Put a 1-1 one, one counter on the creature. And just be like, okay, I exile this, this, and this. Yeah. I'm going to play so, like, card- I'm going to exile three more things. <laughs> and you're just oh, like, wait, man. what? A card like this, so they had to, you know, it wouldn't work without, like, a way for itself to do something. So it gave it Renown. Right. And Renown's, like, one of the worst ways. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's so hard to do. Like, it's not going to typically get it. For, yeah. Especially when, like, you're most likely wanting to rid of creatures in your way and you can't do it unless you get through some. Right, yeah. So if, Super awkward. If you don't way, know, but... listeners, Renown is an ability that has a number associated with it. So this one's Renown 2. 
Um, and it says, when this creature deals combat damage to a player, uh, if it isn't renowned, you put two counters on it, because it's renowned two, uh, on it, and then it becomes renowned. So basically, you have to enter combat, it not be blocked, you have to hit them, and you can't activate it again <laughs> for the rest of the game. I do like that ruling that I just realized with Renown. Because, you know, you never play Renown. It's not that good. And, and it still isn't good. But I will say, I like that you can have counters on him already. And so right. long as he's not Renown, if he hits, he'll still get his he'll counters. Still do it. Which yeah. is kind of cool, because that's not the case for uh, Monstrous, if, I think. No, Monstrous, no, Monstrous is, I think, is pretty much... It's kind of similar, but usually it's an activated ability. There's, there's one of those effects that, if they have counters on it, already they can't get more it, it, it's like nope they have yeah. counters on it so i can't trigger my ability what was that because you're absolutely i know which right. one is it yeah it, like if There's... you activate it it like sees like oh i have counters never mind i don't function yeah basically yeah that's what it says like oh if it doesn't have a, a plus one plus one counter on it yeah then, then one, you one can counter do it. On it otherwise and... not not i can't i can't do that obviously it's so good and it's in commander all the time which is why yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so this is one of those cards. I, I agree. That it's a commander card. It's a commander card, and this could be one of those things that someone goes like, "Oh, okay," reading it and thinking only when it ha- attacks, it like exiles one thing, and then you just go like, "Okay, oh, I put, I'm gonna put two more counters on it in two different instances and exile two of your things." And you're just gonna like, "Wait, let me read that card again." Yeah, <laughs> and you not land permanent. Oh shit! <laughs> like what? Yep. Yep. All right, I got another. This is this is we don't have to talk about this one long, but underrated because we talked about uh, how important it is to put two mana rocks. Well, this is a two mana rock, the liquid metal torque. Two mm-hmm. mana rock. So two mana. When we say rock, it means it taps to add a mana. So two mana tap add colorless. It also taps to target non land permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types until end of turn. So they created a liquid metal coating slash. <laughs> arcane signet in one card they made it playable in commander yeah yeah this thing's right well how many how many decks i guess liquid metal i played liquid metal coding in decks uh yes i know i have i don't know how popular it is but it's actual an actual thing to play that card because it allows for certain things right yeah i guess it, i i kind of said that tongue-in-cheek but also you it's just like it does literal nothing without other things Okay, yeah, it's not played. It's played in like two thousand decks, uh, but it's. I think even that card's underrated. So this one to me was like an underrated like that. So that effect, um, you could play a, politically. A lot of times, people will have. I don't have kill a creature, but I do have destroy an artifact. But that's not an artifact, and you're like, well, well, well I mean, <laughs> I can I, make it an artifact. I could. Or if someone it. plays a, a a bane of progress, you can uh, tap to destroy something. Yep. Uh, that that wasn't an artifact. Planeswalker creature. Anything you so, want. I, it's going to have some cool uses, and it, it there's there's no cost to it. You're playing two mana, mm-hmm. every two mana rock you can find in almost every single commander deck. So just the fact that there's no cost to playing this, and there are situations where that second ability is going to be in effect, I think is underrated. Oh yeah, I agree. What uh, it is called, uh, Fey Offering. Oh yes, the green one. I love yeah, that the card. green one. I love that card. Yeah. So this is a three mana enchantment then at the beginning of your end step if you've cast both a creature spell and a non-creature spell create a clue of food and a treasure token awesome yeah, who knows how hard this is going to be to activate yeah, but like, what do you, i imagine it might happen i don't know it could happen every turn right i mean it could it could yeah. 
It could. I could see some like super easy combos where you're just like, uh, maybe there's an enchantment that said like, oh, bounce the creature that the enchantment is attached to and the enchantment. And you just pay two mana or whatever to cast it again. And and I'm thinking like every every turn on your on your turn. I'm not thinking yeah, like at the every beginning turn. of your but like, but like yeah. so once once around if it does this, pretty pretty good card. It's pretty good. It's like it's one of those things that creates three tokens. Maybe that's just valuable in and of itself. And it's essentially like you have a food token, but you're not going to activate that. Uh, right. <laughs> and then you just need to pay one mana, the treasure token, and then you can draw a card. So awesome. it's like at the that's like at the very least, pay one mana, draw a card at the at, uh, after your end step. I like it. All right, good pick. Uh, my my third one. You're going to like this. Well, um, or, or my second to last one. This one. This is my number two. Uh, this is they printed a new split second card and split second cards are love it really good <laughs> uh this is the sudden edict so edict effects are pretty good in commander mm-hmm. uh target player sacks a creature the big thing is that this has split second and that can just do things that people aren't ready for oh yeah there's so so many situations where someone is just holding out of their counter spell or they have like oh well, it's okay because i have a sacrifice a creature to yeah gain yeah two mana like, i can save it right thing. oh i'll just if someone casts a kill spell on me i'll just bounce it to my hands right yeah <laughs> so many things and then it's like can't respond second. like oh okay <laughs> can't respond i so it's just it's it's going to be a little more niche, but just the... F- so it's going to... I feel like this is a card people aren't going to want to include because they're like, well, they only sat... You know, Commander's it's a format where there's a lot of creatures coming around. Oh, and it's, I'm telling you, this this it's split second and it's going to be more powerful than you realize. Especially if you're in a play group that is makes this good. <laughs> there's some decks that are just like, oh no, I it's not even necessarily Voltron decks, but there's some decks that it's like I am my commander that yeah. like yeah, as soon uh, as have the commander out, it's like you're in trouble territory. Yeah, exactly. Uh but like Baral decks, you know, oh mm. all my sorceries cost one less and Baral makes all my counter spells cost one more. It's just they just play Baral you cast this now. That's the only creature they have out because that's the only creature. Yeah, in the deck. cool thing about split second, right? It has like a subtext. This card can't be countered. <laughs> you can't right. counter a split second card. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so neat little subtext there that that just has it by saying split second. So yeah, right. underrated card because it literally said split second, which split is just good. just nuts, man. Uh, so my next card is another planeswalker. It's a uh, Geodrone Dihada. Oh, <laughs> the Grixis one. The yeah. Grixis one. Definitely pronounced that wrong. Uh, <laughs> it has uh, a passive ability. So it's uh, Grixis and one, so four mana total. Its passive is protection from permanence with corruption counters on them. <laughs> Starts with four loyalty, plus one. Each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Put a corruption counter onto up to one target creature or planeswalker. Minus three. Gain control of target creature or planeswalker until on a turn, untap it, put a corruption counter on it, then it can't taste. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of random crap going on. Oh, wild. And then its ultimate is minus seven. Gain control of each permanent with a corruption counter on it. I think 
This is like a, a repeatable Oof. like threat effect. Plus, it has corruption counter. I it's don't know. It's protecting her because it's... every activation is going to do stuff that protects her. Yeah, yeah. This is an annoying card. Uh, I, I, I'm slightly mad. I'm way madder at this one than the other two planeswalkers are fine. Mm-hmm. This one is going to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be one of those annoying. And like other times, it's just going to be. This is the reason why we like this card is because it's not super busted. It's because you activate its ability, then it goes like, yeah, I'm just going to kill your planeswalker. You're just like, oh, we, okay. you have 15 is, tokens so, now. What am I going to do? Compared um, to the other two, this one's a must kill. This yes. one, you cannot, as the, uh, like, you have to beg the rest of the table. Like, guys, we cannot leave that thing or we, it wins the game. Yeah. Which is because, why I don't like planeswalkers that straight up say I win the game. The other two don't say that. Yeah. The other, <laughs> the other two, like, do cool stuff. They never yeah. say win the game, they just do little things here and there and this but this doesn't say like destroy three creatures on it for its minus ability so i think this will like this has a pretty good chance of ultimate too because yeah. like i put a, 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 a corruption counter on brett's creature well brett can't attack my planeswalker anymore so he's more likely just to attack one of the other two players at the table then i'm right. going to do the same thing to player b now they're going to attack each other not attack my planeswalker because their best creatures can't like the creatures that are flying that normally would be able to get through. So I, I just think it's what's going to happen is someone's going to, So I mean, I, I, it doesn't do that though. So she has protection. For, I can still attack you. I can right. still just rip you apart. I, I can't kill her. No, no, no. I'm, I, yeah. I'm I guess mad enough that I'll attack you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you'll attack me, whatever. But it's, it's one of those things. that's like, it's going to be like you plus one and be like, Oh wait, what's its ultimate? Uh, seven. Oh, you have yeah. seven planes. Seven and none of our permanents can kill it. Yeah, she has protection from all of our stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, what I don't oh, like it. Man. Yeah, I'm annoyed that this one. Gets exactly, there. but it doesn't do like it doesn't do everything right away. It still takes three turns to do it. So there's definitely, like you said, you have to convince the other table to do it to to kill this guy. And you have to kill it. And you have to kill it, which is and it doesn't you know, deal five damage to each creature right when it enters the battlefield. This is kind of where it's like, okay, I could see this Planeswalker being pretty good. Like this is Yeah, kind of that, like that's it. the problem I've always had. I don't like the Planeswalkers that are mini games. Uh, this one, to me, feels a min- like a mini game. Like, what do we mean? There are, there are, you played this card, we are now playing a different commander game. We are playing, let's kill that thing, or we lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, hate, I hate that play pattern of like, just because I played my Planeswalker now, we're going to play a different game, guys. I'm like, ah, oh, really? <laughs> I was so excited to play, like, my commander game, and now I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm playing a different game now. Yeah, and then this, this at least, it could only do one creature turn, because I could totally see, looking down at my um, my Gaia drone, and just being like, ah, well, there's five creatures that can just kill my player. Yeah, but you can play this on turn four, and you... Yeah, might and then only you be might just take down over the game. one thing. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, so you already won the game by on turn four by playing her uh, by herself. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I, eh, it's not I, where I want to be. I think that's kind of where it's underrated. Because I think people will be like, "Oh, well, it doesn't protect it from every creature, so it's bad. I'm not going to play it." Oh then, yeah, if people are thinking that, then absolutely goes in the underrated category. I think this card's mm-hmm. annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right, my next, my last one, my last, my number one, uh, and that's not to say that I think um, like. This card more than anything else is going to break the format. Uh, I just think, uh, guys, look at this card. <laughs> this is one white mana, the blacksmith's skill, an instant target permanent gains hexproof and indestructible. 
until end of turn. Uh, if it's an artifact creature, it gets plus two, plus two. I uh, don't care about yep. that last part. It saves any permanent of yours for one white mana? What's the rare? Hexproof and indestructible? What the heck? That's really good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> is, is that an uncommon? Or okay, That's a common. common. That's a printed and common. Like, it's going to be readily a, available. 25 cent card can go in every single white deck, and it's going to protect your best permanents. And any permanent! Yeah. I'm going to kill your soul ring. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be big in um it, this might even make the um uh uh popper infect deck yeah yeah you're right yeah this is pop, I, I you know i'm not a popper player so i don't even know where popper is at but yeah sure this could be a popper card uh, that, that effect super, is so strong i don't know maybe maybe not uh but the uh yeah pop, infect is one of my decks in popper um but yeah that that effect is super strong because people play uh, Boros Charm just for the permanents get indestructible. It's not yeah. all permanents, but like, man, sometimes all you really care about is one of them, one of your permanents. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I don't care about one my thing, five and I, one, one token. If I save this permanent, I win the game, and I can do it for one white mana, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and it's just, and it's hexproof and indestructible. It's both. It's both. So, yeah, they can't even target anymore after that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, this card is good. It's, yeah, definitely underrated. <laughs> because, yeah, it's definitely underrated. If you're, if you're like, I am definitely putting this in like my Kalia deck just because it's like my commander is super important to be able to attack. So that's what I'm saying. Like just, it just kind of can go in any white deck. And again, it's like one of those cards. No one's ever going to bat an eye. If you play this, you're gonna be, they're going to be like, damn, yeah, that's yeah, good. <laughs> I yeah. can't fault him for that one. It costs you one mana. It's such a low cost. Yeah, exactly. And so many other white cards cost one mana that you're leaving open, so no one's gonna no one's gonna think to play it's around nuts. this card. That's the last I had. So the last card I'll have is another it's like super cheap card, and I just think I don't know what is gonna happen with it, but the effects on it, I'm just like, all right, this could probably be like way better than we think. It's called a uh, Graceful Restoration. It is okay. a five mana sorcery, three white black, and it, and it says choose one. Uh, you can either return a creature card from a graveyard to the battlefield with additional 1-1 counter on it, or you can return two target creature cards with power two or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. Oh, okay. So I just think even th- like that restriction of power two or less, like might as well, <laughs> like if your deck's built around small creatures, this can just yeah. like bring two very, very good effects creatures back from the graveyards and build. Sure. And for yeah. Five yeah. Mana, you're building it right. Like, it's pretty right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Good picks. All right. All right. Let's talk about some uh, just quick notable reprints out of the set. So this is an expensive set and uh, the notable reprints will show you that. Um, yep. They did reprint the fetch lands here. Uh, that's the big one, right? That's yeah, like that's the big. the big one. So these cards are like guaranteed $40 a piece. Reprint yeah. or not, the prices aren't even going to go down, which is annoying. Well, but no, like forty dollars for the for the uh, some of the fetch lands are going down. It's yeah, like, some of them go to like twenty, they, but they never go below twenty. Well, no, no, no. I, I was saying they're like sixty now, and now they're going to oh, go down geez. to forty. Oh my god! Okay, well there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, right. Like they've gone too far, so they have to reprint it. Scalding yeah, turn. turn. Yeah. Vernon Catacombs is up there too. Jeez. Um, Cabal Coffers, but again, this is one that was like, yeah, good luck. It's it's not going to dip. It's like an $80 card. It's not yep. going to dip below 60 here because mm-hmm. uh, it's a mythic and they printed it with special art and stuff. Uh, Nevin Rules Disc. That's a commander staple that has uh, kind of disappeared a bit. Yeah, but it's good. Um, 
but it's, it's so solid. So good. Uh, notably, doesn't get rid of planeswalkers. planeswalkers. <laughs> before, before the time where they just said non-land permanents, they just said, "Oh, we'll just list all the permanents." Why would we Listen, ever build? Thank make another God for flame type? blitz. Okay, that's all we're saying. Flame blitz. Um, Sterling Grove. Uh, so enchantment decks. Uh, again, you're not getting a cheaper price on this, though. Yeah, it's probably going to be more expensive than the original printing because this one's at mythic in an right. expensive set. So, like, <laughs> this yeah, card's we'll... probably going to be more expensive than the OG. Printing. Yeah, so like the super <laughs> expensive cards that are printed at mythic and premium sets, they don't really affect the price too much. Just heads up to everybody. Um, um, Imperial Recruiter, another mythic, uh, but that card's been printed a lot now. I think it might get into that like twenty dollar range, which yeah. is a decent range for a really powerful tutor like this. Oh yeah, this this is one of those cards that I, if it wasn't, I had it in my powerhouses, but we weren't talking about reprints. <laughs> because it's <laughs> like this is one of those cards that in blink decks is just like okay, I'm just gonna tutor my entire deck. My yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to tutor my like. Tutors and commander are more powerful than anything else because we're working with an 100 card singleton deck. Yep. Uh, so tutors are just more powerful in our format than any, any other format. Goblin Bombardment, this isn't an expensive card. It's just no reprint. I use it to great effect in a lot of my decks, and I'm in love with the card. So it is it's yep. good. I know how powerful it is. And it Very is powerful. <laughs> Marari's Wake, uh, a big green red staple. Um, again, printed at Mythic, so uh, I don't know, maybe it's green rare. White. What did I say? Uh, green red. I, I feel like it should be a green red, though, because of what it's <laughs> Yeah, double uh, all your um, mana, and that's right. You know, it's printed at Mythic, yeah, so it's not going to reduce the price at all, but uh, but you can get your hands on one. Yep. Vindicate. Uh, Vindicate is a cool card. You don't see it much, and that's because it was generally pretty expensive. Uh, it's a sorcery speed, which hurts it, uh, but it gets rid of any permanent. But it has just three words on it. Destroy, target, <laughs> permanent. And it looks like a Star Wars card to me. Yep. I've always thought it was a TIE fighter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they used the same art. They didn't have new art for it. They used the same art. Uh, yeah, Vindicate is like a very underrated rule spell because it's a sorcery and everyone just thinks that all your removal needs to be instant, otherwise it's not good. But like, think about this. People play Beast Within, and that gives them a 3-3. This it can kill a land too, which is getting becoming more and more important every day. But but Beast Within is an instant. It's an instant, exactly. And this is That's it is a big difference. It Being is being an instant difference. in commanders is very Important. Yeah, but I'd say like Vindicate though is just like I don't see it ever. I like Vindicate, yeah. I yeah, nothing wrong with Vindicate. Very the best part about yeah is just yeah, the permanent thing, right? It's anything, anything, whatever's anything you troubling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Counterspell was reprinted. Yeah, so this is the first this instance is... of Counterspell in Modern, which is why it's a big deal. Uh, and it's a powerful Counterspell. It's probably the most powerful Counterspell because it just costs two mana. Two mana, and it just says Counter the spell. It doesn't Counter say anything spell. else. It's basically Vindicate, but an instant and cheaper. Yeah, so it's good. Uh, they didn't pr reprint the whole cycle, which was shocking, but they reprinted Wonder specifically. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, why? Well, I guess they that? wanted that one in Modern because they're not all. None of them are in Modern. Yeah, I, I just like. So they wanted this one specifically for Modern. I don't know why. If, if I guess they didn't want the Haste one, which is probably the best of them, and they didn't yeah. want it. Uh, so know. this one is it. What if it's in your graveyard? It's a four mana two two flyer, which isn't great, but as long as it's in your graveyard and you control an island, which is odd because you probably control an island <laughs> if you're playing this card, uh, then all creatures you control have flying. So it's a free 
flying. Yeah. For all your creatures. It's in your graveyard. And just permanent, and it's in your graveyard. It can't be destroyed. And let, so they can exile your graveyard is the only way to deal with that. Otherwise, your creatures just have flying, which is really strong. Which is really, really strong. Uh, printed it rare here. Oh, no. I think it was a rare before. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, might have been an uncommon, actually. I think it was it was printed in uncommon, I want to say, in Commander, which like doesn't mean anything. Oh, well, well, no, I, I think it's original. Back in Judgment, I think it was okay. uncommon, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Enchantress's Presence. Um, so just more Enchantress Love. Uh, this is mm-hmm. whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. And that Drawing was cards in, is very good in Commander. With, yeah, and that was even on a uh, Commander, which we'll talk about. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, I, uh, so that we just that was it. Uh, well, I want to add one more card. That's that's okay. Add one more card. Uh, upheaval, which is probably oh, uh, nope banned. Banned. It's banned. It's on the ban list. Good. I was gonna it's say. <laughs> I was gonna say like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. I can't <laughs> mention that card because it is banned. It is. It is. Do not play that card, even though it was reprinted in the set. It is banned in Commander. You're know, not because allowed to do that. Honestly, I'm kind of that. That makes me kind of surprised that they put it in Modern Horizons too, because like. They know that these kinds of cards are going to be used in Commander a lot, and I could see like I mean like Emerald well, so it's important because Commander. it wasn't yeah. that card wasn't in Modern, and it actually does have some Modern playability. So actually, oh, it, it makes sense that, that it, card's in in the set. Well, yeah, I could see I could see why they would want in the set, but like I don't know, like Commander is the most like played format. It's played more often than Modern. I'm kind of surprised that they're yeah, but this cards. is a Modern. This is a Modern set. I know. They wanted that. I get why they put it. They wanted it for money. I know. But like also, I mean, bonus category. But I don't know if we haven't prepared this category. I just thought of it now. We should do like, what's your favorite art? Ooh, that's a good one. Right, that's a good category. Just to toss in there. What's your favorite art? I have, I have my my favorite. I think I have my favorite. Go for it. So my favorite is inevitable betrayal. <laughs> Damn it, that's mine. That was yours. <laughs> Yes. Okay, oh, that is sick, dude. Oh yeah, I love it. You literally picked mine. I was scrolling. Uh, yeah. up and I was like, "Yep, this one. <laughs> this is so good." So it's like a stained glass window with like red. Oh, it looks so it looks good. good. Yeah. Yes, that's my favorite art in the set. Uh, also, a probably a pretty decent commander card. This yeah. is one blue blue suspend three, which we know how suspend hurts. Uh, but this is bribery, which is a card that hasn't seen much play. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's you know it, it. So it's search target opponent's library for a creature card, and you just get it. You just put it into the battlefield under your control, yeah, so so it can get their biggest thing, and you just you just get it. And shout uh, out to uh, Franz Vowwinkle, awesome. artist for Inevitable Betrayal. Awesome. We did not awesome betray card. each other. I will say I have seen it in foil. That card looks gorgeous oh yeah <laughs> that's bet. one of the cards that you do mm. want in foil i don't care if it might fold because god this looks so looks good so with good. it because it's a stained glass window so of course it like looks amazing and then uh, uh like the other shout out i would say is like the um the borderless cards of course because they go all out and so like the sword of hearth and home yep yeah uh it just looks like stunning the new marari's wake art the borderless art looks so cool yeah, th- that looks really good. Grief Cabal and subtlety, I just love. Just because oh, I like, love those arts. Ones. Grief and subtlety specifically. Yeah, it looks so good. The sketches look like crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of those. So there's no, like a couple no that does. look normal that look like actual sketches that I'm like, oh, okay, I can see why people would like them. The only one I think I like is Kitchen Imp because again, it looks like a comic. It looks like yeah. a comic. Yeah, like those ones that are the more stylized. I, I don't mind the ones that actually look like sketches, like Ravenous Squirrel or 
fractured, or fractured sanity, sanity. Yeah. just because it's like okay i can see i can see why like that's a different thing but some of the ones that are just like like grist or the gray adana it looks like they just took the file and just put it through a filter on, yeah like, photoshop the one to me that makes like the least amount of sense is like the murktide region it's like the, yeah the card except they just smudged it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Or like Sarah's emissary, yeah, it's the exact same card, but it was just put through like an art filter in they the just photo editing software. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it looked like. It's just like all right, but yeah. Uh, so also, we we wrapped if, this up in like two hours. That's much better than our first time. Also, heads up, everybody, if you uh, are drafting and for some reason you're drafting non-draft boosters and you get the uh, old border fetch lands, just forget all of your drafting needs and just pick up those because this would just be bonkers expensive <laughs> those things are just going to be dumb they're just going to be stupid expensive so just forget everything <laughs> and just pick up those if you are drafting car if you just see one in the pack grab them just grab forget them. your draft and then you Give get up. five other drafts for free take two hundred dollars yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just get a uh, bill heck yeah all right, well, we're, we are going to go to D&D. We are going to return to Magic, but we're going to continue our, you know, we, we've now given you our, you know, up front, like we waited for the set to review. We gave you our general overview of the set mm-hmm. uh, and gave you some of the cards to look out for uh, and watch out. So we are going to continue our normal podcasting. We're going to go back to D&D next week. What are we going to talk about then? Yeah, so we're going to talk about our character creation series which is going over the cleric. So we kind of talked about martial characters. Then we talked about uh, spellcasters. Now we're talking about like the main healer slash support uh, class. And I think this is like the most underrated class. I think it is as well. Yeah, I'll agree. When we will do that podcast, we'll go over it. So then we will return back to magic after that. uh, And we will return to more horizons, modern horizons too. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much more to talk about. I th- our general over plan currently is we will go into all the commanders because there are plenty of course as yep. there are every time they come out with a set now they immediately include a minimum of 10 yeah <laughs> it's like oh it's yeah like insane and we talked about some of them but they a lot of these look like definitely playable as commanders or absolutely so, there are some exciting. sweet ones and and inevitably when you do that and you go that route you have to talk about then cards that work with those commanders so you end up talking mm-hmm. about a whole bunch of cards even if they're not in the set um so that, that's our strategy for the next time that we hit that up all right. that's all for now hope you enjoyed this set review of modern horizons 2 let us know how we did where can they reach out to us well, if you are on uh, the emails, as the kids are calling it these days, <laughs> you can reach out to us uh, through our email address, dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com, or uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, which is at dragonpartypod. Yep, thank you. And, and definitely do, because we will answer, and we don't have many people uh, reaching out to us yet. So definitely talk to us, and we'll, uh, we'll either shout you out on the next podcast, uh, and, and keep listening to us, and shout us out there. And That's all we got. Let's go. Let's go back to the party. Let's go back to the you party. Know, we reviewed some cards. Uh, let's go party with some cards. Let's go party. <laughs> <laughs> and all you listeners out there, party on! Party on! <laughs>